Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 188. Uh, you did not miss the podcast last week. Uh, a lot of us, uh, when two-thirds of the podcast can't make the podcast, we cancel the podcast. So apologies for not being more upfront about that prior to that. But Yeah, yes. it, it could have been just a, you know, a 100% Sega cast. but And no one wants that. Not even Sega. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So what really happened, and they don't want to tell you, is um, we all got pulled into a Shadow Realm adventure. Okay, dude, actually, before you go down this path, I forgot to put it on my list. I do <laughs> not know why, but my YouTube has decided I want to watch a shit ton <laughs> of Yu-Gi-Oh! based content. And like, I'm not talking the TV show. I'm talking like the TCG game thing. And because I'm a sadist or a masochist or I'm not sure what, like... It's someone who likes to see myself in pain, I guess, but also it's like, why am I doing this? Like, it's shot in front at my own expense, I think is the way of thinking of it. <laughs> it's like, oh, here's, I'm gonna fucking hate watching this. It's fucking. I have watched so many people break down, like, the history of the trading card game in this last week that I'm like, man, this game, like, I have watched the finals from some tournament that did not speak a lick of English just to get a sense of what the fuck modern Yu-Gi-Oh! trading cards are. And I can say with certainty that game has changed. That That is a different game than the one I used to play when I was, like, 12. Mm. Holy shit, is that game different. I don't know <laughs> what the fuck a Link card is. People are throwing down 900 attack power monsters like it's a good move, and I'm like, that's a choice, I suppose. And, like, yeah, I, I, I was baffled and horrified watching this. I'm like, I can't look away. I, I have so. This is the shadow realm. This is the actual shadow realm I have wandered into. Yes, yes. <laughs> but yes, episode 188. I'm Mordak and divided, aka Charlie, joined by Henry, aka Nomad Har, aka uh, Fuck uh, Kraken Zero. I, I almost gave you one of my friends gamer tags or a different friends gamer tag. And of course, also Alex, aka Mave Online, is here. Yeah, buddy, that's me. I need to find someone to talk to that used to play old school Yu-Gi-Oh! and be like, dude, we need to talk about Link cards and how they outlawed, like, these nine cards that when we were playing, no one knew what the fuck to do with. Like yeah, I can't help you with that one. I don't, I've never played Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> the game as it exists now is essentially a new game. Like, it's... A part of what I learned in my deep dive was that there's, like, tournaments that are, like... They're not called retro tournaments. They're called, like, old school tournaments where it's, like... You can't use cards up until like past this certain point in time. That's when the game started to change fundamentally. And it's like, yeah, it's real different. I'm like, that's the game I used to know. What the shit? Yeah. Well, I mean, Magic the Gathering has that too, where it's like they have their there's the type one and type two tournaments. Yeah, so. this is more like if suddenly like Magic the Gathering found a way to like. I'm not saying like the, the way they like cycle cards out is one thing i'm saying they like they change the rules of magic so that like every card for the first like 10 years of that franchise's existence no longer was viable mm. yeah it's it's a head trip <sighs> yes welcome to the wicked awesome cast yes <laughs> this is not actually going to be a ccg episode <laughs> isn't it though Let's just revisit every single, like, old card game that ever Every existed. CCG ever was the original loot boxes, case closed. Yep. <laughs> yep. I mean, you're not wrong. Yep. I mean, they still are. 
Yeah. Well, so what have you two been up to? Alex was actually planning not to be here last week, so I assume he has stories for us. Oh, yeah. All right, so I'll I'll go over through it real quick. It's a, it's a pretty fun adventure, so I am actually recording from my game room in my new house. So, um, yeah, that's I moved into my house pretty much. I just, we're, we're pretty much grabbed everything out of the apartment and we're moved out of there. Finally, so now we just, uh, we are in the house now, so just slowly working through the process of unpacking boxes, so the goal is to get, like, one or two boxes each day until we're all done, but... Good luck with that. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, it's nice, like, it's, it's nice not having to worry about downstairs neighbors, which... I will share a little fun experience about that one before. Oh, is there a new story about your fucking downstairs neighbor again? Ah, uh, kinda. It's the same so, one, right? It's the same crazy lady, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, before we left, uh, we, Mandy and I had the idea of leaving him a note saying, thanks for being a shitty neighbor, glad we never have to deal with you again. <laughs> kind of thing. Or getting like a banner or a trophy done. Or like a plaque. You were the worst lines. downstairs neighbor we could ever hope for. Congratulations. Much. So we decided to just leave a letter. And so once we got everything completely unpacked, uh, so I, uh, I had told a few of the other neighbors that we were really cool with about it. And they were like, that's a good idea. I like, go ahead and do it. Like, <laughs> And so for a minute, we're like, is it a good idea? Should we do this? And I'm like, yeah, it's so not what it is. <laughs> so Mandy left uh, wrote up the letter and we put it on our door as we got the last of our items she wasn't home and we left and luckily um, I had given her my work number or a work cell number as opposed to my actual cell phone number yeah. um, and I blocked her number but she called me from a non-caller ID number twice and left two minute long voicemails bitching at us so that was fun she said something along the lines of, you think it's a good idea leaving a note like this to a lawyer? Disclosure, she's not a lawyer. In fact, uh, she hasn't been able to help the job for a while now. Um, B, obviously she's not a lawyer because what did you actually do? Well, I mean... So that's the thing. We made sure not to say anything like we were threatening. We said we we're happy we don't have to deal with you anymore. You made our lives terrible. Or, you know, miserable. You're a horrible neighbor. P.S. Stop leaving bags of dog shit on your car. It's disgusting. Which, by the way, is something I don't know if I've told you guys, but instead of going to throw the dog poop bags out in the dog poop area, she let her dog shit on the balcony downstairs where she has a little grass area and then would bag it and throw the de- the bag of dog food or dog poop and leave it on her car. That's not great. No, no. Especially when we would see the bag would sit there for a few days. Yeah, some people are just like, I, I'm like, how did you survive long enough to become an adult? They didn't. They just kind of got what, there. They just kind yeah. of floated along somehow and didn't. Uh, uh, it, I don't know. It's it's like, I don't know. Maybe maybe we've made it too easy for people to cruise along into <laughs> adulthood. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, so she left me a voicemail, and she included all the wonderful things I figured she'd include in. She called me fat. Uh, she said, this is why nobody likes Californians. Uh, yeah, 
which is great. And that she tried to be a really good neighbor, despite the fact that she had a violation for not being a good neighbor because she was harassing us. Uh, she also says she doesn't lie, cheat, or steal when, in fact, she was caught lying about having a roommate illegally in her apartment for a few months. Um, so there's that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're we were happy to be done with her, but we yep. had to leave a, a nice goodbye note saying, hey, we're happy we never have to deal with you again. Um, and we hope the next people who live upstairs of you are as pleasant as you are. So there's that. But I thought that was fucking hilarious. She 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 was mad enough to leave two one minute long voicemails. So and she I guess she had to call from an, a non caller or she did star or whatever they do to block your number yeah. from showing up or something. But yeah. So anyway, that part that's that's the move. Everything is all moved out finally. So I still have to get up my game room set up. Um so last week, also, I was supposed to get my internet set up because I switched over to a new provider. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, now there's competition here. You know, they're, they're, they're going to be better about it. So Friday appointment last week shows up. Um, and the time window passes and I check online. And there's a, there's a technical issue preventing your ticket from being assigned. And no one said anything. And finally, after two contacts with the ISP I'm with now, uh, they're like, yeah, so this, uh, the tech's not going to be able to make it today. Uh, we need to reschedule. I'm like, okay, of course. It's not like I took, actually, no, it wasn't a Friday. It was a Monday. It's not like I, uh, you know, took a day off to make sure yeah. that he would be here. I, I, so I wish I could happened. make anything in my life work the same way internet providers do when it comes to scheduling. It is really fucking yeah. amazing. So. I said, all right, you know what? Just reschedule me to Friday because I'm here Friday. Early morning window. Let's do it. So I rescheduled it. Um, little tidbit later on I found out is one of Mandy's coworkers, uh, her husband is a manager at said ISP. And so we were talking about how or she had brought up that I was, you know, I my internet window got missed. He's like, that's not fucking cool. Yeah. Um, he's like, let me see if I can get somebody over there kind of thing. I was like, well, we already have a scheduled one. We just want to make sure that they actually show up. He's like, we can get them there a day before if you want or whatever. And he also, he's like, these I, these contract, because I guess the company I have, uh, they all use contractors to do all their installs. Hmm. It's not like actual employees. It's a or the little ISP. more complicated than that, but yes. Yeah. Hmm. So, and he's like, they're all fucking lazy and this and that. So he was like, let me check the notes and see what happened with your thing. On the ticket, it said the technician showed up at noon and no one was here. So I was like, oh, you motherfucker. I was here the whole day. I even ordered Postmates to make sure I wouldn't leave the fucking area. You son of a bitch. But yeah. So he uh, he made sure that a tech showed up. And sure enough, early morning tech showed up on Friday. Uh, I got my internet installed. And he was a cool dude, actually. I was... <laughs> I was watching some Twitch stuff and you like video game donkey on, on my tablet. And uh, he was like, Hey, video game donkey. And then, you know, oh, he's no, it's, computer setup. the installers are rarely assholes. Yeah. Well, the installers are all contractors. Yeah. But that's the thing. thing. So, so there, he was a cool dude. He got a, he got everything set up and then he was like, Hey, I'm going to move this uh, fiber cable up a little higher just cause I don't want like a trash, like uh, one of the, 
garbage trucks things to accidentally clip it when they comes by. So I was like, okay, cool. So he's moving the, uh, cause I switched to fiber. So I have fiber now. So if you're not familiar nice. with, the, with the fiber setup, it's a, uh, ONT box. That's, there's a fiber wall that comes or fiber line that comes from the, the poles are running it from the junction box. There's like a whole translation box that goes on the exterior. Isn't there? Yes. And I have the, it actually is a two parter because it, it's, it's actually mounted inside on the wall of my house. Um, hmm. And then there's a box outside that they also have mounted as well. So, um, so yeah, he got that set up and he moved it. And then as he was running the other one, he fell off his ladder and fucking hit the ground. Um, oh shit. Yeah. And I'm sitting like in the living room and all I heard is, Oh, and I'm like, Oh shit. So I go outside and he's laying on the ground. I'm like, dude, are you okay? He's like, no, fuck it. He's like, I hope so. And uh, luckily, he wasn't that high up. It was a uh, shorter ladders, but he uh, he did break. Uh, he, he he broke his fall on one of the one of the tree branch things. Or, uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. But luckily, there's no like blood. There's no puncture wounds, anything like that. It just looks like he he said he, he thinks he sprained his ankle, but um, he was fine. He walked around on it. He chilled for a bit, kind of make sure he's okay. Um, well, yeah, he said he's, he felt okay. And then he got the install finished up and that was that. So I felt bad for the guy. I mean, because he was already done and everything was good. He's like, I'm going to move the cable up a little higher just because I want to avoid this. And then that's when he fell. It was pretty windy. So yeah, feel bad for the guy. He was a nice dude, but yeah. So everything's said and done. They gave me their modem and everything else, which I figured out promptly how to switch. So my little Amplify uh, router that I have also is doing all the modem work from the ONT onto the uh, to my network. So I was able to shelf their their modem router combo up on the uh, the uh, the closet. So you don't yeah. have to pay for that, do you? No, it's free. Okay, I was it's about to say it's like it. yeah, yeah. No, it's free as part of the install, and there's no uh, monthly lease on it. So yeah, yeah, it's part of their new commercial, like new customer promotion. So, hmm. um, yeah, it works just fine. I had to find, I had to do a little bit of tinkering on it to get it to work right as far as the authentication goes. But now I have my little same powerful Amplify mesh router doing all the network stuff for the house. Nice. So, yeah, runs fucking great. And I've been doing speed tests every once in a while because I, <laughs> I get giddy looking at the speed test results. Oh, speed <laughs> tests are one of the simple joys when you set up a new network. You're like, look how fast it is. They're like, why is it so slow? What did I do wrong? Right, yeah. So it turns out I actually was having a weird issue because I was speed testing it and I was getting like my 800, 900-ish, you know, between 700 and 900 yeah. download, but only 20 upload. I'm like, that's not right because this is supposed to be... Uh, same crazy upload. So I updated my network drivers on my PC and now I'm getting uh, about 700 megabits per second upload as well. So, yeah. It's going real swell. Yeah. I feel I feel crazy with power right now. But, in fact, right now I just did another speed test while we're all telling you the story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speed testing all the time, man. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much been it. It's just nice, like being in a home, like a house, house. So, I uh, I can plug in my Volt and charge it in the garage, which is nice because mm. 
you know, I don't have to use up as much gas, but it doesn't matter because I literally have to turn this car in in like two weeks. The lease is up. So, Hmm. but yeah, um, other than that, like it's, it's been good. Mandy and I are slowly working our way through everything and trying to figure out how we're going to make the house our own kind of thing, you know, but yeah, it's nice. Everything's said and done and life is good. Real good. As it should be. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it for me. Uh, I don't really have much other than, oh, well, I mean, obviously I missed a bunch of wild stuff because the race for world first is going on and all that. So, is it like a happy race for world first or kind of like a sarcastic race for world first where it's like, yeah, we're going for it, but not sure if you want to win. it's like a big event they've been putting on whatever the No, no, I, I know. Just, I was curious kind of if the state of the game had uh, kind of colored people's fervor on this topic. No, it's, people are still following it pretty pretty solidly, I think. Uh, I will say when they found out the ending for the normal and heroic raid, it was kind of like, okay, this is really... It's a lot of people... It, it looks like a Lord of the Rings ripoff. Let's just be upfront about that. Yeah. There are some parts of it that yeah. they very much ripped off from Lord of the Rings. Which is really shitty because this is supposed to be an old god unleashed. Never have we faced an old god unleashed thing, uh, thing. And it was you literally spirit bomb Kamehameha, the main guy, and like that's it, guys. We did it. Like it just felt so fucking overwhelming, underwhelming. And I think everything I've read online, everyone else has been like, the raid itself is fucking great. Like I like the boss fights. It's a twelve raid boss. Or twelve boss raid, but that ending storyline wise is so garbage, like really bad. I feel like this whole this whole BFA expansion storyline wise has been like an adventure in like the D and D brothers from Game of Thrones. Sure, I a little bit I played. Like I know you were super happy with it at the time. I was going. This doesn't seem great at all. There's just so much weird shit going on, like, and it just feels really, like, the storyline just feels really, like, I, it, it definitely feels like they just gave up on this expansion, and we're like, let's move on and work on Shadowlands and make that better. Sure. Which further kind of <laughs> proves the theory that Blizzard has good expansions every other expansion when it comes to WoW. Yeah, we'll we see. Had Le- we'll see. We had Legion before. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll see. Who knows? I mean, when you don't, when you lay off 800 people to do QA, things get missed. Like, during this fucking patch. So, I think I rambled last time about how bad some of the stuff was. Patch-wise, so. But yeah, um, that is it for me, though. If you want to talk about bad patches, we can talk about this week's Destiny hotfix. Holy shit. I've been hearing some things, some rumblings about Destiny. Uh, the, the community, like always, is unhappy. I'm pretty happy. I got uh, the claymore. I got um, Randy's throwing knife this week, so I'm pretty stoked about that. Nice. It's a hell of a scout rifle. Hmm. I don't think Henry will ever get because it requires you to play a lot of PvP. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah. I, I've I've already mentioned that. I like Gambit a lot, but Crucible is just real good. The Python, this season's uh, ritual weapon, is real fucking good. It's a 10 round shotgun. Oh, damn. 
<laughs> that loads <laughs> itself. Mm. What? Overflow is a hell of a perk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are you done with your week yet, Alex? Or if I oh, yeah, off? no, I'm I'm all all week out. Yes, I, I can go then. Um, probably the uh, the the biggest and most important gaming news of this uh past since last podcast is I have canceled my Stadia subscription. What? Uh, it it is it was set to begin charging me more money for it on February nineteenth, and I realized the chances of me using it again between now and February nineteenth were pretty slim. And upon canceling it, they're like, "You can totally reactivate this. Also, it'll keep going till February nineteenth." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." So neat. <laughs> I, we, me and Henry will do something before I let that thing lapse. I think you have a. I think yours ends around the same time too, in theory, Henry. Right? Um, no, because I, I mean, I turned mine on oh, right. later than you. Yeah, I, I'm curious how that works. So mine's probably an additional month. Maybe. I think. Yeah, should... it'll be into March before mine's yeah. over. I think, or yeah, we'll have to see on that one. I, I, I'm personally looking forward to the fact that it took them three months to add the only exclusive on the Stadia platform to the. Hey, if you're fucking paying for this bullshit, you can play it for free list. So I'll probably play guilt before next week. I didn't realize this was a thing until last night. And it was the, you could do a Leviathan raid or you could play guilt. I'm glad to do the Leviathan raid hmm. and not play hmm. guilt. But I uh, look forward next week to me and Henry's thoughts on guilt. The only Stadia platform exclusive. <laughs> I think it's a horror game. Yeah, I'm interested to check out what it is. Yeah. Oh no, I, I am curious to know what a game that is the only Stadia exclusive is like. Like, there's a world in my mind where that game is like something special that could only be done by Stadia, but also my mind lived in, lives in reality and goes, it's just going to be some like $20 Steam bullshit horror game, isn't it? That's only kind of okay, and its only selling point is, it's only on Stadia. I'm not pessimistic or anything. <laughs> In more upbeat news, I played Temtem. What's that? It's definitely not a Pokemon game. <laughs> oh. It is definitely not a weird kind of clone of Pokemon that does kind of everything people wanted from Pokemon Sword and Shield to a certain extent. Uh, so let's back up before I get into the jokes about this. Uh, if you are looking to play a Pokemon at like a a non-kind of fan bootleg Pokemon game or emulator on a PC, check out Temtem. It is an, a, a monster battler MMO. Is that the right genre? Meaning, like, you'll see other players, and I think you can battle with them. I've had some, it, It's an early access right now. Uh, not all of the uh, Temtems are in the game yet. That's what they're fucking called. I, I admit to kind of mashing through a lot of the text because I don't fucking care. I just want to fight things. Oh, yeah, this is straight up Pokemon. Oh, is, I'm looking at it now. It is, except there are actually a couple changes to it that I really like. Uh, so all battles are two on two. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, so there are way more types in this game. And because I think copyright reasons, the types are different. And these three starters, unlike starting you off the fire, water, and plant, your options are like crystal, physical, and mental. And mm. the matchups are interesting. We're often like a Temtem will be weak to itself. Like fire types are often either like incredibly strong to fire types. Or, I mean, not an exact example, but like 
the psychic ones are like super weak to psychic, but they're like crazy strong against other stuff, but they are hard counters to themselves, which I think is kind of cool personally, but I, where the game is really kind of cool and kind of a, a big departure from Pokemon is how it handles the moves though. So, uh, I'm not sure how long it's been since you played Pokemon. They had like the uh, the the P of the PowerPoints, whatever it was called, where you could use a move X number of times you had to recharge that Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this game does away with that with kind of a stamina bar. And this is gonna sound like a weird comparison, but it's kind of like the um gem system from Hearthstone, where you'll load into a fight, and at least so far in my experience, there are a couple moves that you were that your Temtem will have to charge up to be able to use. And then when it has no more stamina, you either have to swap it out to rest it or let it kind of rest up on the field. And if you attack with it while stamina is low, it'll damage itself. Like You can use moves infinite number of times, but they have to have to have stamina to do it kind of thing. So it's it, it mostly it means you can't just like fucking power through battles with one or two badasses. You have to have a full team. And then it brings in the whole dynamic that you're like, you are always sending out two Temtems for the most part, meaning that like you have to synergize. And like there are attacks, like a lot of attacks will attack your like sidekick essentially. Like it's you'll hit both of your guys, but you can make like pairings where like someone will be immune to something and that like immunity will power them up. Like I, I think I had a combo going where I had a Temtem that was like whenever one of its attacks was like nulled out, it got a power boost. And I was pairing it with something that would null it out. It had a thing where it's like every time it nulls something, it gets a power boost. So like I would just kind of bounce and move back and forth through them. A couple times there's smoke shit after that. It was, it's neat. It's, it is glitchy. Um, It is a big game. The MMO aspects of it aren't perfect, but it's kind of cool seeing other people around. It looks cute enough. Um, A couple of the Temtems are just straight broken right out of the jump. Uh, if you want an easier first dojo encounter, that's what they are, dojos, not gyms, go with the crystal one that looks like shit instead of the cool-ass one with dreadlocks. <laughs> uh, the character creator is pretty cool. Uh, it's There's a couple kind of weirdly baffling uh, user interface things they have to, that they've already fixed a little bit. Like, when you're in a menu to try and like get into your team, it's weirdly hard to figure out what you've selected to get into another menu kind of thing. Like I, it's very early access and feels like it, but also the bones there are impressive. Like this is someone finally made a Pokemon game that like, I don't think it will eclipse Pokemon, but like for the people that are fucking hardcore about Pokemon, this is probably the game for you. Uh, it's, it, it is a much better game in some ways. Like it's, it's taken some risks. There's more nuance to it. There's a lot more kind of like stuff to stack. I, I could imagine this game going some places. Like the fact you can play the entire game co-op is pretty cool. I, I'm digging it so far. It's fun enough. I'm not sure I'll put a ton of time into it before it gets out of early access, but I am having fun with it. I, it's weird where I'm like I, I kind of hate that it's on my PC though too because I have to open up my laptop or power up my desktop to play it like the switch kind of is the perfect pokemon platform in a very kind of weird way i know i've wanted a pokemon game on console for a long time not sure i wanted pokemon on a pc it turns out but it's (laughs) fine it's it it could be something the game has some heart to it i it does it it has kind of the same like whimsy of pokemon while feeling a tad more grounded like 
little dumb things like the explanation as to why your character like gets kicked out of the house and sent across the world to battle Temtems makes a little bit more sense in this game than any Pokemon game to date. Like it's like, no, no, you're in a call and you're in like a high school program for this shit specifically. Like it's the, you go to school for this and you're like, the game is like the lab applied aspects of that. It's like, you know, it's like going to like a forestry ranger school. It's mostly being out fucking side and not dying. Hmm. It's neat. I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of hitting on the thing. I mean, it's it's something that people have been kind of asking about for a good while now. It reminds me a lot of when and much of it's still around. There was a there was a clone of Pokemon Go that came out. I think like a year and a half into that game's life cycle, that just delivered on all the shit people wanted and. I think it's still around. It was undeniably at its launch a better game than Pokemon Go. And it had everything from Pokemon Go that you wanted, plus PvP, plus like an actual battle system. Like it was a better game game aspect of that thing. It just didn't have Pokemon, so it never quite caught on in the same way. It was also kind of a Chinese knockoff company that was the ones making it. So there was some kind of racist concerns from certain groups of people about it, but it just wasn't Pokemon, so it didn't bust through the roof. Like it, it was a game that showed you kind of how fucking garbage Pokemon Go the game was in some ways, but how much it got from being Pokemon. This one kind of feels like that, except it's a better game, and a it's a better game for a group of people that have been looking for a better game for a long time. Like hell, one of the guys in my Destiny clan who's like got really fucking hardcore into Pokemon Sword and Shield, like, Temtem, because, like, you play in Temtem, and I'm like, yeah, how'd you know? And he goes, okay, cool. I'm gonna do some stuff. And I'm like, I don't think we do, but I'm not digging this game that much, but okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I was looking on their website. They've de- certainly done some interesting games, this, the company that makes yeah. Temtem. It, it's also interesting that this game was published by Humble Bundle. Yeah. Which is interesting too. So, really, yeah. they published it. Yeah, they do that I mean, every once in a while, though, too. Yeah, yeah, they've published a couple of games, a small handful of yeah. games. Okay. I think this potentially it's could be the many. biggest thing they've published, but yeah, I think uh, as far as the, the yeah, as far as the size of the game, you know, this being an MMO, they, yeah, this is the first MMO they've published. Absolutely, <laughs> let's clear that up. It is barely an MMO kind of thing. Like it's. You could get most of the same experience just by having people randomly running around an open world kind of situation. Like, it's cool to know their players, but like, you don't have to interact with them at all, and kind of interacting with them is a bit clunky. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, uh, until you get to the end game, and wow, you kind of don't have to interact with them. Yeah, but you can just talk to them. Like, you can't, like, at least when I was playing it, you couldn't even just like general chat. You had four emojis you could throw down and be like, thumbs up. Fuck off! I'm gonna I'm gonna bang your mom and like I don't know. Good job. <laughs> that's that's the that's the weird thing about Destiny too, which just tells me how much it was definitely developed as a console friendly game. Is that there's no text chat in Destiny too? There is in the PC version. Is it not in the Stadia version? Not that I can see. Ah, that's that's fantastic. Of not that I can course. tell. I've, I've I've kind of been looking through it. It's if it is, it is well hidden. Very well hidden. 
But uh, yeah, I mean that game has some interesting. Oh no, the issues. console version does not have text chat. I I could I could completely believe the Stadia version does not have text chat. That feels like an incredibly that version of that game oversight to make. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's but anyway, not to no interrupt yeah, you. I, I can talk about Destiny. I I did a bunch of rating. I, yeah. I, I am chewing up my clan's RNG right now, hardcore. <laughs> I so at the, I am a kind of like fringe member of my clan's hardcore rating group. Like it's the I'm always down to clown, if you will, but like my availability to down to clown is less than some of theirs. Like these are guys that play easily ten to twelve hours of Destiny a game, and I'm like, I play four maybe and cannot raid on the following days ever. <laughs> but I got to do a bunch of raiding. I we did we've been going through and kind of mopping up some like older raids at this point, which has been fun. Like I the clan is mad at me right now that I got the Telesto catalyst on like my first real run through um Eater of Worlds, which is a cool thing. I wouldn't object to Den uh, to Dun uh, not Dungey, uh, Bungie bringing back the um raids the raid layer system. It's kind of neat. It's like a it's like a mini raid almost. I that's got some cool mechanics that could be better, but also like it's it's fun. You're you're playing intergalactic garbage men in a giant spaceship kind of. Mm. Yeah, no, I've helped out the newbies, got some stuff. I I have my perfect perfect paradox now. Got trench barrel and um, one two punch on it. It's dumb. Yeah, the Perfect Paradox is a fun shotgun. So there are versions of that shot. So if you can get one with Trunch Barrel, basically anytime you melee hit something, you double the shotgun damage it does for three shots. Uh, there are three perks you want to get on that gun. You can't get all of it. It's um, Swashbuckle, Trench Barrel, or One-Two Punch. And it just makes that thing nasty. And you can get them. Like, it's got some swapping capabilities. Like it's The version of that gun I have is dumb. I spent a lot of time grinding for it. I'm now grinding for a better line in the sand, which is also a potentially just dumb boss melting gun. <laughs> it's real weird seeing linear fusion rifles get like a time in the sun this season. Turns out adding firing line to that gun was a real good choice. Firing line gives you a big damage perk when you're near two other players. So if like if all three of you, like if you have three people all shooting that gun at the same time with firing line, you're getting like 60,000 damage per shot. It's real fun. <laughs> Mm. that's enough of that destiny talk uh, I, I did I, I did two things that were not video game related I, I bought the Tales from the Loop uh, tabletop RPG game um, either, you, either of you familiar with Tales from the Loop? no, no I, I'm gonna butcher his name so I, I think this is back in like two, early 2010s there was this artist who got out there and did these, I think it was like two or three really cool art books. And it was this kind of like 80s, 90s retro futurist stuff, which is it was a collection of just absolutely breathtaking. Um, God, what would you even call them? Um, just like painted, uh, painted like stills of weird stuff where it was like a logging camp with a bunch of guys and like 80s logging equipment and then just a random logging robot next to all of them kind of thing. But like it was all blended in really cool. And it, it was some bad ass. I'm trying to find the games, the guy's name now. 
Okay, yeah, it's the artist um Simon Stalinhag, I think is how you pronounce his name. I go check out his work. It's it the work itself is really cool. And I think, yeah, so let's say about 2017. A, a couple years ago they announced like, hey, we're gonna do an RPG that's kind of like Stranger Things based in the Tales from the Loop artiverse, if you will. And I forgot that entire thing was happening. I like the art, but I'm, I, I wasn't big into tabletopping at that point in time, so I picked it up recently, and it's cute. I haven't played a game with it yet, but like, it's got some interesting potential. Like, it, you're not doing stories; you're solving mysteries. It's a um, very casual, very friendly uh, kind of uh, engagement system. It's it's a uh, basically it's like it's you roll X number of dice, you have to get one six to succeed, kind of thing. It's it's almost like baby's first uh, Shadowrun game in some weird ways, but <laughs> it's I I, I want to try and find some of the players because it does seem kind of cool. Like it's it's if you're a uh, DM or GM or whatever you want to call yourself, that's very into kind of making a broad topic and then letting your character or letting your players kind of explore within that. Like I. I, I could imagine an improv style game for this being really good because the character classes are literally like 10 year, 10 to 15 year old archetypes. Like it's, it's rocker, it's weirdo, it's jock, it's nerd bookworm. It's like, okay, what do these do? This give you extra dice to roll kind of thing. It's, it does a better job of being stranger things in some ways than I think some of the like official stranger things, tabletop stuff I've seen. It's very like, do you want to tell a robot of kids looking a story of kids looking for a robot that may or may not have kidnapped a kid's like um sister by accident kind of thing? Like it's it's very cute. Your characters can't die; they can get knocked out and injured and stuff like that, but they can't like straight up die. Die. That's written into the rules kind of thing. You are playing as kids, I think, which is a very important distinction. And well, maybe this isn't the exact game for someone like me that likes something a bit grittier. I, the art for the damn thing is still just this dude's best. Like, holy shit, is it still cool looking? And the idea is neat. Like the uh, the background lore of the loop basically is, that, um, you know, CERN with their whole like collider thing. Yeah. Well, so imagine if that opened up in like the 1960s, as opposed to the early 2000s, late 90s kind of thing. And as a result, kind of some weird mad science stuff was going on. Like the the two proposed settings are. Uh, Boulder, Nevada, or an island out of Sweden, kind of thing, and uh, just outside of Stockholm. And like, you could make this thing set almost anywhere, but it it oozes. Hey, what if the '80s had robots and Tesla guns and like weird hover trains? Uh, yeah, I, I, I bought this mostly for the art, and I'm still like, yeah, this is. I want to play this game. Yeah, um, I guess I'm curious. I mean, is it a did you say it was a deck builder? No, it's uh, it's um this is a tabletop thing. It's a it's a book. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's a uh, tabletop yeah, RPG. Like a, okay. Uh, you're rolling dice. Okay. I I'm definitely I I that, I like you know I you know I, I mentioned many times before that I've I am a long time like tabletop gamer. I haven't played in a while in a few years actually, yeah. but I mean I've I'm always. So how are the rules? Uh, it's pretty open ended. So it basically it's a success failure game, hmm. uh, and like typically most checks are you're trying to get one six and then you succeed. Like it's it's very open ended. Like it's not so much dice checks as it's 
I want to do X. Okay, roll your dice. Did you get a six? Yes, you succeeded. Did you not? You fail. And now is the GM come up with a penalty for that kind of thing. Hmm. <laughs> so it uses a bunch of six-sided yeah. die? Or... And there are okay. specialty dice for this game, I guess, but the game like upfront says, you can totally play this just with six with these sixes. You're fine. To give yeah. you a flavor of the game, the game mechanics are your hometown is full of strange and fantastic things. Everyday life is dull and unforgiving. Adults are out of reach and out of touch. The land of the loop is dangerous, but kids will not die. The game is played scene by scene, and the world is described as uh, the world described collaboratively. And the player classes hmm. are bookworm, computer geek, hick, jock, popular kid, rocker, troublemaker, weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it sounds it sounds like a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, it's it's. I'm not sure it's a game you could have like an ongoing campaign for. That would be kind of I think a stretch for this system. But like I think you could hmm. do like a really cool eight hour session or something. Like if like one or two meetings or like a long play session could be a really cool way to play this game. Cause it, it's really about solving a mystery. Like and I, I you could definitely have a reoccurring mystery, but it doesn't it, like it's the the whole idea of scenes is like you're playing out almost like a vignette of sorts. Like it's a very kind of self contained set of moments. Like it reading the book feels like you're watching stranger things. Yeah. All right. So I guess I'm curious. So there's is leveling or Not is there leveling? Really. Like it's you, you can okay. find items and stuff like the, uh, your class only kind of dictates into some character creation like to help you kind of influence what your character is. And also it gives you like boost to certain stat rules. Like it's the, your stats are based, your stats dictate how many, dice you roll for certain things like jocks are athletic so they get more rolls for like lifting things or fighting things or like physicality things where like uh a rocker gets like bonuses to correct like, to more charisma based things and like being rebellious as fuck hmm. it's a neat system i <laughs> i i, I want to play it. I, it it seems cool I and mean, it's something that i'd want to like play into for a long time it's an expansion it's the 90s and now that I've read through this one, I really want to get that one because as much as I like technically was alive for the eighties, I was significantly more alive for the nineties. And that's when I think would be a more cool setting for me to kind of play around with this in. Yeah. I've, I played something that it kind of reminds me a bit of what you're describing. Uh, I, I have books for something called teenagers from outer yeah, space. I suspect just based on that name alone. It's similar. I, this game uses the uh, year zero engine, whatever the fuck that is. For play system, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, TFOS kind of uses its own very stripped down, simplified D six system, kind of like that, and uh, it, it's 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 anime. It's pretty much anime. It's it's super anime uh, influence, and you know, whereas this one is more like you said, like Stranger Things influence. I, it's it's yeah. a, it's eighties futurism influence. Like I, it's I keep going yeah. back to uh, to uh, Stranger Things because that's what people will jump to, like. I like I fucking love the world of this where I do not love the world of um what you call it uh stranger things like it's front the free league is the guys that put out call of cthulhu though too for reference like this is the same pedigree as those okay. people and I suppose a mutant year zero tabletop game I did not know that I will have to check that out too hmm. and an alien tabletop game like I'm now on their site looking at stuff I've 
Forbidden Lands is the name I hear thrown around a lot in conjunction to what the what this kind of company does. Okay, I've heard of that yeah. one. It won a bunch of awards as part of why I checked it out. Like, that's a terrible reason to check out a game, but it's like, it's been on my list of like, huh, maybe I'll check this out eventually. Like, it's, if nothing else, it's worth looking at because you get cool pictures of like non-Jurassic Park, like very Swedish countryside, a Tyrannosaurus Rex, like stopping the traversal of a semi-truck. That's like, just the thing that's the art inspiration for this game. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But last but not least, I, me and Jen had our anniversary, not love this previous week, the week prior. I we talked about this last week, but for that, we went in, did something called uh, the Lost Spirits Distillery Tour. Hmm. Oh, yeah. So little tidbit on yeah. that one. My friend actually is one of the co-owners of that. <laughs> I should talk to you about that later. I want to apply for one of the jobs they have listed on that thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he's a funny guy, actually. He. He was, uh, I think he, he's helped come up with the process for doing their like weird aging yeah, it's, thing that it's, they do. They're doing some cool stuff. It's, I, I, it's brewing, it's, it's distilling brought to you via path of molecular gastronomy. There yeah, you go. It's, yeah. But they offer it. He was, um, <laughs> oh, go ahead. No, then they offer a cool tour. It's very whimsical and kind of Charlie the Chocolate Factory, but with booze and they make a hell of a rum. They make a hell of a whiskey too, but I prefer rum over, I prefer their rum over their whiskey. Yeah. No, they, 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 I remember when he was putting together the tour, he would post little things here and there about it, but he's a cool dude. Actually. Yeah. I, I like him. Cause he's got a really good sense of humor about things. He was, a uh, he was in the Navy. I think he was like a materials engineer. Sure. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense what they got going on. Definitely kind of fits yeah. with their vibe. <laughs> he stayed an extra year to earn the, the rank of Colonel because his last name is Sanders. Of course. So when he retired, he was going to be Colonel Sanders and he was very proud of that. Hey. <laughs> Power to him. Yeah, now he's a cool dude. I'll yeah, let me know. Yes. Uh, yeah. No. It, it, it's it, you get free. You get four free drinks as part of your tour, and by that I mean you paid for a tour that gets you four free drinks. So you paid for four drinks. Uh, you get two things of whiskey. Uh, their whiskey's quite good. You get their some of their rum. Their rum is fucking killer. Uh, and a tour of their kind mm. of weird ass factory. I I've been on several distillery tours in my life. Not to sound like I'm bragging about that, like an alcoholic. I've this is the most fun one I've been <laughs> on. Like they, they have a sense of humor about that, where it's like, yeah, no, it's like it's like we could show you just distillery stuff, and that's boring as shit. So we're gonna put you on this weird, whimsical, fucking like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory tour through our setup, where it's not really our setup, but like we'll show you the stuff. We put time into theming out the spaces and all that jazz. So yeah. No, it, it, if you're in LA, it's definitely something to go check out. Like, there's a bit of a wait list for it, so we've been we had this scheduled for a long time. And part of why the podcast got canceled last week was I wasn't feeling good all of Saturday. And it's like, okay, is podcast for my anniversary more important? Anniversary, so we're gonna sleep in a bunch and see if we can rally <laughs> for that. Mm. And we did. Thanks. Yeah, that's for me, Henry. All right, so. I watched, been watching an anime. It's a simulcast on Crunchyroll called Inspector. And that's a, it's pun with Spectre as sort of the ghost Spectre uh, spell, you know, the that version of the word. And so it is a, well, kind of like as the name implies, it's a detective story. And I, and I dig One detective would hope stories. that type of name. Yeah. Yeah. It's I like the setup. The setup is interesting. And so you kind of have this 
this uh, main character girl who's sort of uh, she's kind of made a god of these sort of yokai, the kind of beasts, the supernatural beasts that exist yeah. because made famous uh, by yokai watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, she's she's kind of made their god because apparently a lot of them are kind of unintelligent <laughs> and they need somebody to uh, do like figure out stuff for them. So she's kind of like a liaison and detective for yokai. Uh, the the show's a bit it, way darker themed, so it's it's actually a pretty mature show. So she's she's like seventeen or eighteen, and then the other main character is like. I think he's just in his early twenties. I think he's no, I think he's like two or three years older than her, but he's, he's, he's like in college, but he has a sort of a, a dark past that they're just kind of touching on. And they just kind of end up uh, running into each other. He ends up being sort of useful to accompany her on some of this stuff. It's only three episodes in. And so it's, it's kind of all over the place. So, there's like some sort of supernatural action battle stuff that's kind of there, but also this sort of quiet, uh, more quiet sort of detective story part to it as well. What so kind of detective story? Like a Sherlock Holmes one or a CSI one? Or? Yeah. Uh, Sherlock Holmes ish so far. I mean, it's more like she figures out things that have been going on and kind of uh, solves a mystery for for these monsters. Like that's what the second episode has been of it was her basically walking through this kind of mystery that's going on. And the third episode is as well, but it's more, the first one is more action oriented. The second one has like zero action, like none. It is all just sort of detective storytelling, which is kind of, like I said, the, the, I don't, it's like, yeah, it's kind of wild to see such a variance in the style of episode from one to the other, from the first to the second. Um, I don't want to, you know, give away too much about it. I think it's super worth watching. I like it. I'm enjoying it. It's It has some similarity to some other sort of detective style shows I've watched. I mean, the typical setup is almost always your, I mean, ever since, I guess, forever, but it's very similar to sort of the Holmes and Watson thing where, Watson is sort of an excuse for Holmes to explain things, you know, because what while Watson is smart, he's not he's not the detective of the story. And the same thing's going on in several of the ones that I've watched where I mean, yeah, I've and I've Holmes of Kyoto is is about being a detective. Yeah, I've meant I've talked about that before about being a detective for antiques and. But yeah, this one is is weird. It's definitely like not what I expected. So Inspector, yeah, I'd say check it out. It's free on Crunchyroll. I mean, yeah, I mean, I have the Crunchyroll premium because I don't like commercials. Mm. And also it gives me access to uh, all the manga that you can read. But um, yeah, so that's that's been cool. I've been enjoying that. Um, watch, still watching... Uh, laid back camp because it's super chill. Um, and we need some super chill in this year we live in. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I've been, so you're talking about destiny two. I've been playing a lot of destiny two on stadia still, uh, trying to clear out some of the just sort of weird 
missions and then figure out which ones I don't care to <gasps> I was laughing so hard when I got the text of fuck the dreaming city. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just yeah, the dreaming city it there's for for a fairly large area, there's like no fast travel and yeah, it's it's completely spread out. It's even its public events are are pain because there's way spread out way more than yeah, others. It's it is it is not a fun area. It's more fun if there's a and higher just, population. Like that is a I can imagine that well, place because, with the uh current stadia population is a problem. Oh, it is a it is a barren area. There's like nobody there. That's what makes it worse. Because yeah, there's like nobody around, so yeah, it's a ghost area, but they just need they I mean, there are smaller areas than that that have multiple fast travel points. So I don't get it other than this is supposed to be the trap like we're going to make you see this area, damn it, no matter what. So you're going to have to actually walk or, you know, whatever, use your scooter around. Yeah, I have a but. I have a bounty in my inventory right now. It's like, go do stuff in the in the dreaming city. And I'm like, nope, no. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned the thing about the uh, perfect paradox. Mine does have trench barrel. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the one that I have. Um, so, and, but I don't even use it as my main weapon that often. I, I'm starting to like it, but I still like, all right, so I have one that's not even, you know, a, a super unique one. It's one that you find all the time, Smuggler's Word, which I like just because I, I'm liking the handguns more than any yeah. other type of gun. Handguns and are good in that game. This wo- and this one has, like, has burst fire, and it's just... It's a really good. It has a large magazine and it has burst fire and it's just super good. So I, I've been using that mostly. You should my, check uh, out uh, Hawthorne's Field Forged. Um, eh, it's all right. There's a way know. of making that thing full auto and fire hmm. dumb fast. You've talked about that, that one before. It was you my favorite shotgun shot for most of year one of D one or of Destiny two. Yeah, I, it's yeah. been replaced in my heart, I, I have, but. Yeah, I have it, but oh no, it's all right. Um, the uh, I, I've been trying to uh, level up the Lord of Wolves, yeah. So that it's it's special thing. That's now that's a fun gun. I, it, it tears some yeah. stuff up. I like its I like its ten shot automatic burst fire, which is pretty. Well, neat. And release the wolves changes. That gun is so good; it's been nerfed a couple times, and it's still fucking beastly. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, it's been nerfed. Uh, it, times now? it got a ma- it yeah. got a couple balance uh, patches, and then it got nerfed hard. And they just uh, they put out a catalyst for it relatively recently that basically yep. puts the gun back where it was pre-nerf. Oh yeah, I that's what I'm working on. I'm working on unlocking the catalyst for it. Yeah. You just have to kill the shoot lots of, of things in the face with that gun. Which oh, it's such a good gun for doing that. Um, I. My power weapon that I've been using is two-tailed yeah. fox, which is, which that's a good rocket launcher. That thing actually puts out some good damage that makes it worth the, you know, the small amount of ammo. That's the problem. Like a lot of the rocket launchers and especially grenade launchers, which I hate. I don't, I just automatically dismantle any Grenade idea. launchers are in a weird um, spot. Like there's a certain role for them that makes them just dumb powerful, but most of them are hot garbage. 
Yeah. So the two-tailed fox is good because it actually uh, does a lot of damage. The only other ones that I've felt like can do like equivalent damage are the ones that have the sort of uh, cluster yeah. bomb that that are very good for clearing out large numbers of enemies. We, sh- we should try and set up a raid before the Stadia stuff expires to see if we can get you a Bellowing Giants. Because that mm. you that's up to the deep. That is a raid rocket launcher that rolls with tracking and cluster bomb, and it's not an exotic. Mm. It's real good. But yeah, I've uh, I've been uh, I've been using the gunslinger with the fire knives, and I've been in, I I think I like yeah. that. I think I I like the fire knives. The arc staff is fun, and night stalker can be fun too. But I just like fire everywhere. Yeah. Also, it's it is pretty darn effective at like uh pvp yeah i have to say the the fire knives are good because they're they're auto targeting so you just light people up yeah. with it very easily very quickly barrage, too, yep. yeah there are a couple exotics in the game that make that thing just gross yep but yeah the lord of wolves is good it works well with Gunslinger in general because it sets people on fire and then that gives you all sorts of bonuses through Gunslinger. But, uh, yeah, Lord of Wolves is fun. Uh, I want to, yeah, I'm hoping to level up its catalyst. I got its catalyst fairly oh, yeah, early. No, a lot so of the catalysts in the game are pretty easy to get. It's more of a, some of them just suck to level. Like a Sleeper Simulator, which is a gun that you have no reason to know exists in that game even. As just an obnoxious catalyst quest. Like to get it, you have to go do one of the laid rares, and then once you have it, the path to it is just terrible. Yeah. I uh, see the gun that I want I've not found the I don't know how to get the catalyst for is the Ariana's Val. Does that have which one? is still I well I mean it has a socket for it, but I'm not sure if it has one or not. But mainly because, yeah, it has shield piercing. Oh, yeah, but that one you unlock by just doing a lot of activities. Yeah, yeah that one's weird. Okay. But, yeah, um, but, yeah, the, but the, I like one of the things for the bow, the, uh, well, they've, they've added a, a weapon mod with, you know, with this season where it just gives uh, bows, scout rifles, and pulse rifles Barrier yep. piercing. So Have that's you fought a lot of barrier enemies? Oh yeah, I mean the like a lot of ca- like. All oh, right, you probably did the sundial. Yeah. The, well, the cabal yeah. have shields, and it goes right through all shields, which is great. Like even the you know the physical shields, but also if they just have a vert, you know the energy shield, you know these those you know these weapons cut through that yeah. too. So. I do like the bows. I definitely am enjoying the bows in the game too. So. Oh no, bows be fun. Yep. But yep. Um also played some uh played Thumper on Stadia just to try How it out. How does and that play? It's fun. It's just a rhythm game. Oh no, I know. I I'm familiar with Thumper. It's more of just the timing for Stadia work with Thumper. Uh it seems okay. Okay. Like the I I I'm probably it'll probably be difficult to get like perfects on that, I think, with the input lag that's the thing and i'm sure that's what you're talking about you notice it i guess because like that game is often described as tool video game and like rhythm game hell like it's not that's a bad game but can be just incredibly unforgiving 
Yeah, it is very unforgiving. And I do think the timing issues for that, that's one game where that'll definitely make a big difference because whether you hit something on time or not is, is seems to be like they're counting that in frames. So that's, but yeah, it's, I like the game though. I hadn't played it before. So, and I like music and rhythm games. I, I've I tried to play that on my switch ones. and hated it. But, uh, yeah. Um, I also played uh, rise of the tomb Raider and probably not going to play it again, to be honest. Really? It just devolved into, hey, now it's Metal Gear Solid 3 and with required crafting, and that's zero fun that's, to that's me. That's the one I think I mm. liked out of all the three recent Tomb Raider games, but that's also the one with the most murder-porny deaths. Like, the deaths in that game are just upsetting. But, yeah, uh, I, what I, all right, so, when I pick up a Tomb Raider game, you know what I'm expecting? Tombs. Tombs. And You're raiding, in there. not not running around in a fucking forest, in a freezing forest, making your goddamn weapons and armor and shit. Uh, you're just supposed to be running around with fucking pair of guns and solving this is the puzzles. Rise of the Tomb Raider, Henry. It, it might as well be another fucking yep. game. Oh, it's 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 not it's not Tomb Raider. It's not. I mean, that's the thing. It's like. It just happens to have the name on it because nothing about the game is even remotely like anything else in the series. Not that I'm saying that it's like bad to go out of the formula, but I mean, it, it would be the equivalent of like a dark and gritty reboot of Super Mario Brothers. I would kind of be down with a dark and gritty reboot of Super Mario Brothers, though. Not this dark <laughs> yeah, and gritty. It like, I, it's. I think no. All of a sudden, think Super Mario Brothers. Except now, you're just using guns to shoot everything. Okay, now I'm in. Now I I'm mean, in. Actually, <laughs> but it's but it's just we like, gotta do it, this Rise right, the, Luigi. Rise of the Tomb Raider just took out every like. Well, after teasing you at the very beginning of the game with here's a tomb and you get to raid it, and then it just takes all that away. Here's a fucking frozen forest and have fun foraging for bullshit, grinding. Yes, grinding is what I fucking asked for in my Tomb Raider game. I'm trying game. to if this is the one that's got like the this guy said absolutely weird out of context. There was a segment in that game, if I remember correctly, that like a, a bunch of reviewers were like, "There's a section where it really feels like a bunch of wolves are about to rape Laura." I don't know, but I know that it's dumb. Yeah. I have, because I'm not going to play it anymore because I'm like, this is the game. I'm just running around in the forest grinding for pelts and shit. I mean, God, that's, that's, uh, that's just not Tomb Raider. I mean, like I said, like you generally like Tomb Raider's main thing is about the puzzles, not grinding for bullshit. I mean, I, I do that in destiny, but destiny is supposed to be grindy. I didn't expect that out of fucking Tomb Raider. So, yeah, I'm not playing that game again. Holy shit, that's not fun. Because you all, you don't even move that well. Like, the control is okay, I guess. But it's no Assassin's Creed. You know? So, yeah, it's just, yeah, not not a good game. I, I, I don't see why anybody would want to play it, to be honest. It, it's literally... A mashup of 
the things that I le like least in games. So, well done. Way to find the the opposite of what I want in a game. This sounds like this is a Konami takes uh, Metal Gear Solid and turns it into Metal Gear Survive. Yeah, it's better than yeah. Metal Gear Survive, but the comparison is not a bad one necessarily. I like the yeah. new Tomb Raider games. I didn't touch the third one because they, they're very similar. And Henry's not wrong. If you were going into this thing expecting a like Tomb Raider ass Tomb Raider, it's not that game. The second one is better in that category. The first one's interesting. I'm not even sure if what uh, there's another Tomb Raider that's also on Destiny. I haven't played or on Stadia. I, I haven't played that yet. Three of the recent ones are on there now. I, it's. I like the second of the new trilogy a lot. I like the first one a lot, too. Like, it's got some parts that are way cooler and some parts that are not as good as the second one. I, It's weird. The second one feels more like a Tomb Raider game. The first one has a better supernatural element to it, and I like the setting more. You're playing the one on the island, right? And not like weird middle-of-nowhere Russia? What's, What's the setting for the one you're playing? Is it middle of nowhere, like vague Russia? Middle of nowhere, fucking okay, Russia. Okay, you're playing yeah, the second. Fucking, like I said, frozen. frozen okay, you're ass, playing the yeah. second one. Actually, the first. Uh, okay, the first one is the better game in a lot of ways. Okay, yeah. So you're not playing the one with the rape wolves and the like pornographic murders. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm playing Rise you of the Tomb Raider. You would know if you were playing the one I'm talking about. Like I said, it's frozen wasteland grind bullshit. Yeah. I mean, I, I was kind of expect. All right. So it's like the first part of the game kind of teased it. It's like, hey, here's a tomb and you're raiding it. And here's some kind of, you know, like, you know, platforming style puzzles. And then it dumps you in the fucking frozen wasteland. It's like, where the fuck did this come from? Who Who decided this was a good idea? Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm not touching that game again. There's literally nothing in there that makes me want to play it. It's like I gave it a chance in the Frozen Wasteland. I did a little bit of the grinding. But I was like, it's going to take a fucking year to grind what I need for to power up my bow and all this shit. Just give me the fucking pair of guns. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that was my week playing some games, watching some fun stuff, and hating the new Tomb Raider. Fair enough. I'm not sure to tell you. It's like, I don't know how to respond to that one. Yeah, I've, I know I've talked positively in the past about the Tomb Raider franchise, but yeah, no, I I can very much understand the like, yeah, no, this is not what I want. And I'm like, yeah, that might not be what you want, actually. Yeah, I seriously don't get it. Like, why is it, why is it a bad version of Metal Gear Solid 3? Yeah. I do not know on that one for you, man. <laughs> Anyways, news? shall we go into news? I think so. Alright, let's get out strong this week with coronavirus news. Yeah. <laughs> You oh thought you'd come to a gaming podcast to get away from that shit? Nah, son. We're talking virus, virus, virus. Starting off with, I think, the best gaming-related coronavirus news, which is the developers of Plague, Inc. had to get out there and say, stop using our goddamn game as a source of reference. 
We are not providing you information about the coronavirus. We are not a source of information. Stop it. That's... Uh, uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> People are yep. idiots. But in more serious news, uh, two gaming events did get canceled because of fears around the coronavirus. Uh, the first of which was the uh, Blizzard canceled an over a set of Overwatch League matches because of the coronavirus. And then, uh, sorry, also League of Legends canceled. I think it was a tournament. Sorry, programs were postponed in China, also because of the same virus. Um, again, the goal is just to kind of not create a situation where the virus might spread rampantly. Yeah, I mean, in case anybody's unaware, I mean, there's something that we sometimes call, like, con flu, or, like, con sickness, because, you know, so many people in such very tight quarters, like, especially at these bigger gatherings like that, yeah, that's, that's... That's that's not a thing you want to do when there's like a dangerous and outbreak. If we're being going totally on. honest, a lot of the people that attend these events aren't necessarily in the best health, so they're often a little more susceptible to them. Yeah, yep. anyone who's ever gone to like a to like an E three or just an anime convention for the entire time and then gotten sick afterwards, this is to prevent a worse version of that. Yep. Yeah. But again, we are not a source of information about the coronavirus. Please go see an official source if you have further questions. Yeah, stay yeah, away G- from drinking coronas. Modelo's, you don't get sick. <laughs> yeah, GDQ has its own version, which is called the GD flu. That's clever. Yep. So, yeah, it's definitely a thing there, too. Say all of what you said absolutely applies to GDQs. Yeah. No, yeah, it's... So, yep, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that instead of, you know, them trying to press on that they, you know, of course, did the correct thing in both, you know, both cases, canceled these, you know, big yeah. events. So, indeed, needed to happen. Yep. Yeah. All right. So uh, I forgot to actually mention this is my news. I've been playing Monster Hunter this week because of the news that happened. Uh, I, I saw this and was like, fuck, yes. So, uh. April 2020, the PC version of Monster Hunter World and the console version will finally reach kind of parity in what DLC patches they're on. You, mm. you will no longer be getting a delayed experience on the PC version. Fuck yeah. As a result, I now play Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Nice. It's real good. But also, if you don't like Monster Hunter, you're not going to like that game. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, Kind of a disjointed mix of news this week, so I want to kind of lose into another. Uh, Dying Light 2, a highly anticipated zombie survival game, which, while not Left for Dead, is one of the few zombie games I'm still willing to play, has been delayed indefinitely. And kind of a, a growing trend, if you will, for uh, seems to be game de- uh, developers at this point. They got out there and kind of on social media just posted a letter being like, yeah, uh, it was supposed to come out at this point. It's not anymore. Mm. It makes a lot of sense. You might want to push this game to the PS5, Xbox Series X, in all honesty. it's The game sounds dumb and vicious, and the previous one was a game that you could totally play on a console, but man, was the PC version better just because of what you could do with it. It's, it's a... It's the... It, for those who don't know the Dying Light franchise, it's the free-running zombie survival game. It's a real cool yeah. game. 
Like, I wish there was a zombie-free version of it because I would play this game just for the free-running aspects of it. But that's not how the world works, sadly. Uh, but kind of in the wake of all of these uh, delay announcements, Steam uh, Valve got out there and said we are not anticipating Half-Life Alexa being delayed at any point. So good on you, Steam. Or Valve. Yep. Yeah, probably because they've I, they've probably been working on this a good while now, and they aren't working on any other games. Yeah, yeah. I would hope they doesn't get delayed. Yes, yeah. I mean, they've already said they're they're not working on you know new Left for Dead. Or you I know. would love to see Valve make Left for Dead three, just being like, yeah, in the same way that we took uh, Dota from Blizzard. We've now taken Left 4 Dead from uh, Rockstar. Yeah, Left 4 Dead is Valve. Yeah, oh, sorry, not Left 4 Dead. Um, Red Dead Redemption. My bad. My bad. That's what I thought you said. I'm totally wrong. <laughs> no, yeah, Left 4 Dead three not coming out. Yep. Which I actually played some Left 4 Dead two just the other day because the game's still awesome. Yeah, still fun. it's almost like making a good game kind of keeps people along with it. Yeah, I can't believe that it's still like if you go on to play Left 4 Dead 2 you can pretty much play any map you want and any like difficulty you want and there's people out there playing it still playing it that's how wildly popular it still is do they not know that they I mean I guess they mint enough money with what they have but it's like if they just if they release Left 4 Dead 3 they they would just instantly make several million dollars. On I the think first it's a day. risk reward situation where like you have a beloved game right now. You have Left 4 Dead 2, which people are playing. Like if you make Left 4 Dead 3, you in theory run the risk of upsetting the fan base. Like if it's not as good and I'm not saying they couldn't make something True. as good, but I think it's like it it sounds like mild bullshit, but the fact that we don't have a Half-Life 3, I think it's one of those ones where it's it's a victim of its own hype. Like, it's the... You could never make a Half-Life 3 that would live up the fan expectations at this point because <laughs> it's just been way too fucking long. Like, I'm not saying Half-Life Alex is, like, the coward approach to Half-Life, but it's the path you do forward on that one where it's like, yeah, um, we're giving you more Half-Life, but it's different. Like, it's the... We're giving ourselves some wiggle. You're not playing as Gordon Freeman. You're not, like... It's not a it's not a numbered Half Life game. We'll see how this goes over. It's it's kind of like the argument of why there might not ever be like a Destiny three. Like it's the you have a game the fans are really fucking into, and can you keep kind of working with what you have, or do you have to make a new game at this point? And do you run the risk of like that game being bad and having problems and alienating people? Like I, I like Street Fighter Five is the perfect example where. You went, from, <laughs> you went from having Street Fighter 4 that was on the top of the fighting game where everyone was psyched, and then 5 happened. Everyone was kind of like, okay, and it never righted the ship. Like, it's defendably a good fighting game still, but it just wasn't Street Fighter 4. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I mean, it's, but it is, I'll say this. I've never played another game, another co-op game as fun as yeah. Left 4 Dead. In Left 4 Dead 2. I've never, ever played it a co-op game, any other co-op game that is even close to as We should fun. check out uh, GTFO when it comes out in a more meaningful way and when you have a graphics card again. I 
suspect that might be kind of in the similar vein of that for you. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with the game. I just haven't yeah, played it's it. Still in early access too, and has problems. But yeah, uh, where to go next from there? Uh, we're already talking about Valve, so let's talk about kind of an aftermath of Valve stuff. Um, Blizzard got out there and announced that, uh, well, if you make anything in World in Warcraft, uh, sorry, World of Warcraft Three's kind of character, uh, not character creator, they're like map creator. They own it. Yep. They own all mods yeah. made from the game. Oh, it gets even even. I crazier. thought you might be following this more than I was, Alex. Please tell me about the crazy. Oh no, no, no! It's it's you sign all rights and intellectual properties for perpetuity, and they have a stipulation that if your government doesn't allow this law, you still waive it anyway. Kind of thing. It's oh no! It's it's like completely out there but on top of that they're also banning you from making mods with copyrighted material so i don't know if you remember the old like oh dragon ball z like mods for warcraft 3 or starcraft you remember those yeah. kind of mods for maps you can't even make those anymore because you you're using copyrighted characters and copyrighted material so you can't do that at all yeah and see it's like uh, I don't know. I I'm I like the protection of copyright to a certain extent, and and I think it's something that should be done. I think the larger companies have been abusing it, but I think it's still a thing that should exist. Like you should be able to own your intellectual property. That being said, this is closing in on owning trying to own game concepts. See, that's that's well, where that's, this is that, getting that's 100% into the what territory. This is. this is very much a we don't want the Dota situation to happen again, where Dota existed, then someone made a real, kind of made a more formal Dota with Dota 2, and it fucking took off, and you had Blizzard standing there going, shit, why didn't we do this? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's that's absolutely what this is, because it does go a step further than what other games say about similar stuff. Like, if you look into the EULA... For yeah. most games, there is something to this extent, which is mainly about like, yeah, uh, using their IP. But it's really about protecting their IP because when it comes to game, like type, well, and like the it, form it of the game, that's something that you shouldn't. That they uh, that pretty much a lot of game companies realize that they shouldn't be yeah, trying yeah. to patent because that's a bad precedent well, to set. Nobody wants to be the one to open up that 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 you know that door to where you know like you can you can sue people where Pokemon would be able to to sue Tim Tim for having a monster collection. And like game. on top of that too, like the we own the rights to some of this stuff has always been around to actually partially protect users. Like it's it's one of those ones where it's like, yeah, if you understand that you're not like you can't use Arthas from Warcraft 3 in your other stuff, and we make that pretty blatant for you, but we give you the tools to make stuff for it, like, you can still play around with those characters and all that jazz at a lower risk than just having, like, the floodgates open on you, where it's like, yeah, so, um, we're suing you because I also have an Arthas game. Yeah. Yeah, see, the other part of it is, and this is the sort of place where they usually let people kind of, a bit of freedom, in that as long as you're not selling it, 
they kind of, you know, a lot of companies, especially companies whose games are heavily moddable or, you know, have full on just creation abilities like like the uh, new Shadowrun games where you could just make your own entire scenarios and customize them. Um, If you're not selling them, usually companies don't care. But this is pretty clear that Blizzard is, even if you don't sell it at all, we still want to own your stuff and like, you, you know, like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's it's obvious to everybody that's looking in and that the extra language that they're putting on here is definitely a they want to own the next Dota. But by doing that, they've also guaranteed that the next Dota won't be made yeah. using a Blizzard well, game. Like, that's the thing, too. Like so. the next like, Dota wasn't Dota 2. Like Dota was dumb popular and people played the shit out of it. Dota 2 was like, mm-hmm. if you had told me, yo, Valve, I, this actually was my reaction, like, yo, Valve bought Dota 2. Why? It's a fucking mod for a game. Oh, it's the biggest thing out there right now? Huh. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that whole... That whole... you. So that whole Warcraft 3 thing has been kind of a an avalanche, if you will, or... What do they call it? Yeah, it's an avalanche of just like crazy shit. Apparently, it plays oh, worse gonna... than the original World of Warcraft Three does. Oh, can I go yeah, into details I, yeah. on that? I, I was on the list and then took it off. Like I, I had in my notes of this week where I'm like, man, for preamble, I should totally talk about how I'm like, man, I kind of want to play Warcraft Three. Then two days later, it's like Warcraft Three pl- Reforge plays worse than Warcraft Three did, and I'm like, what the shit? So okay. So let's go over a couple things first. Um, number one, uh, the game promised a couple things, and this is actually something Henry and I were talking about, like these really cool cinematic upgrades. They promised like four hours of like I've seen cinematic those cinematics. Stuff. They still suck. Those games. Yeah. Well. Oh they, yeah. And the crazy shit is they have one specifically the one where Arthas is talking about culling Strathholm. Yeah. And they have this really cool, like, zoom in on him, and it looks detailed. And all they did was just upscale the the old one, like the. And they're still using the really nice one from BlizzCon 2018 to advertise the game on their wow. website. That's the thing, and that cinematic yep. does not exist in the fucking game. Nope. So that's one. Two. Um. They. <laughs> So people realize that the performance in the uh, main menu of the game felt really choppy. Like it felt way worse yeah, than before. I heard about you know this. Why? This one is fucking amazing. You know, this was this was really good because someone thought it'd be a good idea to turn it into a Chrome Web API for the launch screen or the main menu of the game. So now it literally runs on like a Chrome background and it just eats your fucking system up because Chrome love fucking loves RAM. So instead of building an actual UI or just moving over the one from before, they turned it into a web UI. It's so, so bad. Well done. Yeah. Nice job. So there's that. Um, some people are. Oh, this sounds like the laziest uh, uh, it's, fucking remake ever. But as someone who on. was like it's all real, fucking all stoked to eat crow and be like, yeah, I played the Warcraft 3 Reforged because. Man, it's Warcraft 3, and I am, like, fucking, like, I have so many fond memories of that game. No. Okay, so, let's see, uh, on, other than that. So, they, um, 
So on top of the, some of the stuff is like really weird. Like if you zoom in, the models look okay-ish, but if you zoom out on the cameras, it looks worse than the old version of the game. So the models don't even look that great. Some of the, and I'm sure Henry, you can confirm on this one, some of the cinematics they did do on there, the rigging is really awful and the characters just look stiff and really, really bad. Oh yeah. The way they move, like. You know, motion mocap exists, guys. They don't have yeah. to move like stick figure puppets. Yeah, it's it's bad. Yeah. So it's really, really, really fucking bad. But it gets worse. So um a lot of the really cool features that the old game had are no longer available in the Reforge. So like friend games, clans, profile pages, things like that that the original had are not there. So you can't even awesome. do that. Uh, you also can't start any, like, you can't, <laughs> oh, this is, this is a, you can't create, like, I guess, some of these other custom games that they had before. So all the old maps that you had before don't come to the new game, of course. Um, so let's say, hey, you know what? I want to play the old uh, Warcraft 3. I'm going to go ahead and just play the old one. Ooh, about that. They disabled all the Battle.net stuff for the old Warcraft 3, so you can't even do any friends games or play any custom games or online stuff using Battle.net on the old one. Awesome. Oh, it gets better. If you own the original Warcraft 3 and it was tied to your Battle.net account, it would remove the old one, download 30 gigabytes of assets you could not use because you can no longer have Warcraft 3 and Warcraft 3, or you can't have Warcraft 3 tied to your Battle.net account. So you literally have to remove it from your Battle.net client and then try to find a way to install it on the, was it away from the Battle.net uh, folder or it not tied to the client at all because it'll automatically overwrite it with Warcraft 3 Reforged. Why? Blizzard just fucking hates you. I mean, are they actually, actually trying to see like, if they can burn away 100% any of the goodwill they ever had ever in the in the past and it's like they're they're trying to see just just to what extent they can just just fuck you over fuck all their fans over until literally everybody leaves i mean and i'm just got to keep reiterating this like stop expecting blizzard to suddenly be good again, they're not. That's over. That era is done for good. Like Overwatch is probably the only property have property they have that's any good, and it's because it's being overseen by an old school Blizzard guy. And uh, people gotta stop expecting Blizzard to do better because they aren't. As long as you. Everybody keeps throwing money at them for, you know, Warcraft 3. So, yeah. And I'm kind of like, also, haha, for anybody expecting a remake to be worth a crap. That's not totally fair. Some I, The Resident Evil remakes have been damn good. That's also Capcom, who, while they didn't do as well with Street Fighter 5, have knocked it out of the park with almost literally everything else they've yeah. ever touched. That's not, again, totally true. I remember the Lost Planet series, but... Yeah. Oh, 
Actually, really quick before I forget, I really wanted to touch on the line specifically in the EULA uh, that talks about their their copyright stuff or whatever. But this is specifically what they say. You grant Blizzard an exclusive, perpetual, worldwide, unconditional, royalty-free, irrevocable license enabling Blizzard to fully exploit the custom games or any component thereof for any purpose in any manner whatsoever. This is fucking comically evil. This, that's verbatim the quote from their EULA. Well, the first part of that is pretty common to yeah. practically any waiver you've ever signed. Mm. That is, is like the perpetuity to use whatever blah 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 in perpetuity. Like pictures taken of you. Like, like if you sign like a waiver at most places you go to, it's going to have a clause in there about you know if they take a picture of you, they can use that in perpetuity to promote their product. Hmm. If people weren't aware, like you should read your waivers before you sign them because I've actually called people out on this before and they actually had generally had good answers on it. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's typical legal speak, but it is a yeah, they, they want to own whatever the next mod is that becomes popular. And not yeah. have to you know, credit anybody else with it. So, oh, this is yeah. totally we cannot let Dota three happen. Yep, pretty much. Or just, or not, or not Dota three. Just the next big yeah. game idea. Like I said, what they're closing out on here is trying to own game ideas, which is not. Like I said, most game studios have been smart enough to kind of not try to go after this. Like I said, like you know, Pokemon Company is not going after Temtem for Monster well, also, Collection like, game. Are- just like they didn't, they didn't go after Monster, I think Rancher, Monster Rancher or other similar them, series. Yeah, I think it does too. Possible? Uh, not so sure about that. I'd have to look it up. But in any case, um, there are many Monster Collection games that exist, and yeah, that it would be kind of ridiculous to, for somebody to try to patent that. But that's what that's what with what they're doing here now. That's what Blizzard is trying to do with the next, you know, game concept that's creative because they want to own a game concept. And that's I'm not sure how I, that sits with me. Yeah. But can I I I am assuming you guys thought I was dead oh, on no, something that's wrong I, I, with I know it, this is a there's deep more. <laughs> there's more. I know this is a deep mind Sorry, of bullshit. But there's more. There's more. So remember I told you some of the features that Warcraft 3 had that people really liked that they yeah. got removed on? Mm-hmm. So land mode removed, offline multiplayer lobbies removed. You can't 1v1 with friends offline anymore. Uh, it is horribly optimized, low frame rates, even on high-end machines. There's no way to solo queue. Even the classic graphics are all, like, weird. It's... It's really, really bad. And like I said, you can't opt out of it because if you have the old Warcraft 3 installed on your machine, it will it will let you it will it will it'll do all the shitty features that the current one has, but the $30 is just the HD texture pack you're unlocking, but literally doesn't do much. So it's yeah. No ladder, no server rankings, no way to be competitive, no automated tournaments, no profiles. <sighs> that's the worst part in my mind like it, it it'd be one thing if warcraft 3 reforged was just bad it's the fact that it's like no no you had warcraft 3 that's a great game and then you fucked it up for the rest of us mm-hmm 
Like, I almost fucking yeah. reinstalled so, Battle.net so I could play Warcraft. And you'd be like, yeah, I'm feeling nostalgic after this. Nope. Yeah. So I gotta say, though, the fucking main menu being a web app running on Chrome is fucking hilarious. They could have literally just moved the fucking menu from the old one to the new one. Nope. Somebody had to just, make it a fucking web app. Yeah, it's it just you know speaks of the laziness of the entire thing. Just the entire project. I mean, did anybody really expect better of Blizzard? No. I mean, why? I mean, uh, if you did, the, why? So even with all that stuff, um, let's just say you were unhappy with the experience. Like, I mean, if you're also unhappy with the fact that when you start some some of the games, it immediately loses, so you can't complete the map. Like, for awesome. example, the prologue. If people were launching the prologue of the game, it would immediately go to campaign failed or match Damn. failed because you Sweet. couldn't play it. Yeah. Sweet. Well, I'm going to now <laughs> reference back to a, a a text exchange we three had earlier on this week. Uh, I hope you're okay with this, Alex. That's fine. <laughs> this game is also broken quite a, uh, quite a bit. Blizzard coming in strong for the shit show, baby. Man, if I kept giving Blizzard money in uh, in like a monthly fashion, I'm sure like, like, feel conflicted about it right now. I don't, because I don't play Warcraft 3. <laughs> But, um, okay, so let's say, you know what, you got this, you're unhappy with the game, let's go ahead and refund this. Oh, if you go to use their automated refund feature for a game that just came out, it says uh, there's nothing available for to be refunded, because it's been on your account for a long time, kind of thing, even though the game officially just released, what, a yeah. few days ago? Yep. So there's that. So like, okay, well, let's go ahead and, and find a refund. So you have to go through a long, convoluted process to get refunds, and that's assuming they give you a refund to begin with. Because some people when they're telling them you have two minutes playtime or something like that, despite the fact that the game just came out or whatever. So um, if you tell people how to refund the game, they are banning people on the forums for at least two weeks for telling people how to refund the game. Yep. Yep, because you know that that's that's how to deal with the internet. Yep, because we all know the best way to deal with the internet is to try to suppress information as much as possible because that always works. That always works. There's nothing called the Streisand effect or anything. Speaking of the Streisand oh, effect, this has been so bad. It actually now currently has the lowest Metacritic score. Of all I thought there was time. something worse out there for still. Big, for big nice job. For, for big gotcha. release games. Good there, job. There's, there's like a one game that's like under that, but it's only there because, um, or it's, it's not showing up on the list because it doesn't have a certain threshold of like reviews to begin with kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So there was this, actually this is also. <laughs> it's 0.5. Yes. Oh, <laughs> it has the <laughs> lowest Metacritic score ever for any, like for a big release, like a studio like this size. And it's been steadily dropping. Like, I remember when it was sitting at like a one point something and then dropped to a point eight. Oh, it's it's steadily gotten worse and worse and worse. It 
It's almost has 10,000 user reviews now. And yeah, and it's now, at zero, the, 0. 0.5. The pre, and then this is a little tip because I watched a video where they were talking about this. The previous champion of the lowest medicated review score was Ghostbusters for the Xbox Damn. One. Uh-huh. And apparently people were so intent on sending a message to Blizzard, they started voting for Ghostbusters to bump the score up from like a point eight to point one point two. As to much bring as I hate up. review bombing, I hate this more because I played that game and that game is also fucking I I do not believe this game is as bad as that game is. They they got it to at least one point something. So they just wanted to solidify Warcraft Reforged being so bad. And it has been dropping and dropping and dropping. Good stuff. Oh man. Yeah. It's <laughs> it has been this is without a doubt been a fucking adventure. Uh, is that guys. all of the news we have on this one? Because we do need to keep moving on. We we have other Blizzard Activision stuff to cover next. Have we exhausted? <laughs> oh wait. Uh, okay. maybe I do want to tell you about an interesting anecdote no, no, that I heard that, about this. There that was, was a guy... me asking and not me just forcing us on. We can totally talk more about this. Oh yeah. So there's a guy who lives in Australia. Today. Um, <laughs> yes. His refund was refused. Unfortunately, that can't happen because Australia has yeah. the Australia consumer law, which means mm. they can be, they, I guess there was actually a lawsuit with a yeah, studio a long time ago about that. Offer refunds like Steam. Uh, Valve got in trouble for this. Yeah, yep. yeah, it was Steam. So here's the fun part: the ch- agent who was speaking to the Australian person told them, eh, "That law doesn't affect us. We're a U.S. company," and refused the refund. Womp womp. That doesn't work. <laughs> a that agent got fired. B nope. Yeah, sure. You don't have to follow the law. But you also don't have to sell games in the country either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it was it in 2016. Uh, we Valve talked about it on this podcast. Yeah. It, yes. Yeah. Oh, Blizzard. Yes. I think they're I think they're going for like the the game's gun quick speed run of how can they become Fallout 76 levels of that? Yep. Well, as far as I'm concerned, they haven't. I mean, I, yeah. uh, at least Beth- Bethesda isn't known to consort with I, I'm fascists. I'm just going to throw this one out there. I didn't put Fallout 76 news on our list this week because there was so much Blizzard Activision news to talk about. I got to say, like, in levels of release and how bad this is, I got to say this this stops Fallout, oh, yeah, no, Fallout 76 is just a bad game. This is an ongoing policy of shittiness well yep. to be fair Bethesda also had their fair share but of not shittiness, in the like, same way like, for, it's I mean it's comparable it's totally comparable I don't know if it's like, like the, the treatment of the Fallout 76 fan base has been across the board not great like that but we're starting off with the fact that game is bad and they're not making it better, and they keep breaking it. Like, that is what the crux of all Fallout 76 bullshit boils down to. Like, even the premium pass stuff they were offering, the problem is that game is bad, and it's still broken. This is, man, WoW is kind of bad right now. 
Overwatch is in a weird spot. We're in a bunch of uh, political issues right now. We did that whole we're sorry thing that people that seemed to piss a lot of people off too. Fuck, we got protested for our stance kind of on how you talk to tournament. And now it's like, you know this game that you all loved from like a fucking decade ago? Yeah, we made it bad too. And you're like, why? Yeah, I mean, they're definitely, they definitely have their highlight reel. I will say the one of the things that Bethesda still stands out on on being really shitty was the yeah. ticketing system where everyone can see everyone's public oh, no. information, I, I, including not, address and billing code. That's and a different all that. self-contained yeah. incident. Like that, that that's a whole other topic. Like if you want to talk about who has directly negatively impacted their no human rights issues still has Blizzard going on. Like that, yeah. Oh no no no! Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They each have their yeah. own like highlight reel of shitty things. Like, but I, but I Blizzard is number one. I have to say, I'd say they, it's pretty managed up there. To, They've managed to take the crowning glory of just ongoing running shit yeah. show. Do I need to update the list? Uh, maybe. I mean, I think we. We can definitely visit. Uh, is that. it worth changing World of Warcraft, Battle for Azeroth to Blizzard, or like, should there be a different Blizzard entry on this list? I think. I think we should have. We will discuss this stuff. towards the end of the podcast. That we will come back to this. Yeah. 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 Are we adding? Oh, it we're today, adding it today. Apparently, wanna... like this is. They <laughs> fucked. I'm sorry. They fucked with Warcraft Three, a game that like. The, the original version of that game was used to teach basics of game design. Like the, the Warcraft three like a level creator thing has been used as an educational tool. It inspired like the game inspired an MMO that made that company a shit ton of money. Like for better or worse, it is why a lot of people know all the dumb Warcraft lores because of that game. It brought us Thrall, Jaina, Arthas, like everything good about WoW is Warcraft 3 in some ways. Everything shitty about WoW came afterwards. Like, it's... If you want to point to arguably the most influential thing in games, personal company history, education, and so much, just universally across the world, the most most influential thing in some ways that Blizzard has ever done, you have to have a serious conversation about Warcraft 3. And, like... I'm willing to, like, make fun of Blizzard all day, but when you fuck with a game that, like, I genuinely loved growing up, like, it taught me, like, I, it brought me Dota, it brought me kind of weird, like, it showed me what you could do with a map editor in a game kind of thing, and, like, how if you had a good basis for a game, you could do just weird shit with a game in cool ways. Like, I love StarCraft, I don't love it as much as Warcraft 3. <laughs> Starcraft two is a, Starcraft one is a better game in some ways, but like, if you are looking at a game that just had like at its time massive ripple effects across the industry, it's Warcraft three, and to fuck Warcraft three up as hard as they did for this one, that's just unexcusable. Like, if you had just re-released Warcraft three in a more optimized way, I'd have been like, okay, cool, that's awesome. But no, you advertised we're making it better, and then didn't in fact you made it worse yep yeah in related activision blizzard news uh overwatch league call of duty league hearthstone esports are coming to youtube not twitch 
exclusive deals, you know, like, you know, others, it doesn't surprise me too much because for example, the NFL has exclusive deals with, with channels and, and the NBA does too. So it's not super surprising that they would come to some sort of exclusive broadcasting deal. This has been coming since Ninja left, Twitch. it's, Mm. Yeah, I know you two care a lot more about Twitch than I do. Like, I it's I understand you are more ingrained in the Twitch culture in some ways, but like the fact that I'm pretty sure that's an ASMR platform and not a gaming stream platform at this point, and I'm not being jokey about that. I know, like, I, I'm actually being kind of serious. Like, if I wanted to watch an ASMR stream, I would go there first to Twitch. You'd go where first? What? Yeah. Really? I don't think I think there's less ASMR on there than Well, I'm you sure it's less than I think, think it is, but it's the thing that my internet seems to think I should know about, and I do not know why. Like it's I don't think of Twitch as a gaming platform well, necessarily anymore. It's a Yeah, it's not a streaming platform with shitty archive systems. Well, you do know that your phone is listening oh, yeah. in on yep. on you oh, yeah. all the time. But I say weird things to it constantly. And, yep. So you can get really, really strange oh, yeah. ads. I, does, does this anyway. surprise mm-hmm. anyone? Like, I, it's... Yeah. No. Like I said, NBA, other sports yeah. already do that. So that's really not a surprise. Yeah. It is interesting. Well, especially because Overwatch League for so long was like Twitch, 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 and now it's like YouTube. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Let's do some happy things for a little bit now. Um, Alex, would you like to help me intro the, uh, the Sega news of the week for Henry? No, Fair this enough. is Henry. No, no, He's Sega. Do you want to do the Sega news of the week, Henry? Well, we've got yeah, two Sega news? news this week. All right, yeah. Fantasy Star. Ah, yes. Yes. Who do you think makes that? I don't that? know. It's just Fantasy Star. It exists uh, out there being Fantasy Star, and I can't play it easily. All right, so, but sorry. So you, so you, since you've already said it, Fantasy Star Online Two, America Beta is starting February seventh. Yeah, it's um, there's a PC one coming in the near future, but yeah. Yeah, only almost a decade after it came out. I don't see how it needs the beta. You know the game works. It's been out yeah. for seven years. I've... I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure what the use of a beta is here. Other, I. I oh, no, I, don't I just either, don't but know. Also, at the same time, when they announce this thing, uh, not not the beta, but when they're like, "Yo, Fancy Star is coming to America," I made a point of tracking down every E3 video of people like me that were have long been saying dumb shit like, man, it'd be so cool if we could get Fantasy Star in like a legit way in the U.S. just to watch everyone's jaws hit their desk and be like, well, never thought that sounds would get said, ever. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's it's an action, or, you know, MMORPG. It's the type of game I like as an I MMO. I assume this is one giant I mean, April Fool's joke. Like, we're just leading up to, like, the ultimate dick move of Sega. Yeah, it's just weird. Seven years later, and they're like, "Hey, maybe we should, you know, 
Send this out to what is still the largest gaming market well, in the had, world. Apparently, like, several builds ready to go. It was just the amount of translation was like cost prohibitive to make the trans to make the jump. True. True. Yeah. Yeah. That and that is that is a massive thing for any game. But you know, Terra is Korean. But uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, my my theory on this whole beta thing is they need a way to create artificial hype on something that's already been out for seven years. Hmm. So what beta, what way to do it than to create this artificial sense of limited or what do they call it? Scarcity by making a beta that's exclusive for a few people. Yep. That's all it is. It's, it's, it's purely I'm a trying very hard point. to get into this beta. It's in my head. <laughs> See? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I haven't been trying, but I am de- definitely considering it because I also like the world of Fantasy Star Online because it is sort of a, you know, it's a future, but it's not grim and gritty. It's kind it's like, of neon. It's K-pop which, the future. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's a great, great fucking uh, description of it. It definitely is. It is K-pop the future. Uh, but yeah, I, I like the look of it. I've always liked the Fantasy Star world. I've been a massive fan of just the entire series. I still play on a Fantasy Star Online 1 shard server. So, yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited about it. As excited as one can be about a game that's already been out for seven years. Um, but yeah, I am looking forward to that. Um, no one can ruin this for me. Like it's just, I'm gonna be crying the day it launches in the U.S. Just like this shouldn't exist. How? Almost a decade later, why? I was free. The thing is, it will have a you know at least a somewhat of a unique place. You know, it, you know, for the two reasons in that it's an MMO that is you know space. You know, the future space technology oriented instead of you know fantasy which the vast majority are fantasy you know i mean as in like medieval sword and sorcery fantasy rather than future sword and sorcery fantasy i mean it's still fantasy star is still fantasy um but yeah it's future fantasy so that's and and also it's an action action based mmo so it does have a unique niche to where it could catch on. I mean, we'll have to see, but it does. But the the potential is there to to make it stand out from you know the World of Warcrafts and you know and games games and such. You know, like I said, that's probably what's standing in the way for Terra is that it's also sword and sorcery, fantasy, medieval time type thing. So mm. for the most part, anyway. Um, so in the other Sega news part two, the all of Sega's PC games will ship in recyclable packaging, which is pretty cool. So, I mean, I think I, I think I have that's, to say the jerk ass Charlie well, thing for this one. Why the fuck are we still shipping physical copies of PC games? <laughs> 
Yeah, it is remarkable, but people actually still buy stuff and, you know, want to own actual DVDs. I don't even know stuff. where I would go to buy you know, a physical copy of a PC game. Like, is that an Amazon thing? Like, does Cop USA still exist? <laughs> well, you can still order them on Amazon, of course, but yeah. Um, yeah, it it is kind of, I don't know. I think it's it's at least, you know, a nice idea because the thing is, you know, ever since the advent of sort of games that have, you know, that are, you know, CDs and DVDs, you know, it, there's been the thought of, you know, having to have, you know, hard plastic shells to protect it. Yeah. You know, as and, you know, that's apparently not absolutely necessary. I do say there's there's probably still a little bit of an issue with you know, scratching those very very sensitive DVDs though or you can make some guess, pretty hard material out of that like recycled plant fiber stuff yeah or you know Blu-rays <laughs> as it were you know whichever you you know, what if this is just on. them like fucking shipping boxes with download codes in them? No, 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 no! Like the picture no, in their tweet is the is the Total War Rome two with you can see the it actually shows the inside with the DVDs in it or the it, I think there's still DVDs and not Blu-rays. I'm not positive now. I, I don't know for this game. I definitely don't know for this game. But yeah, um, in any case, yeah, recyclable packaging. So that's a good that's a good step. But anyways, <laughs> back to other back to game the grim news. Dark that you've currently come to know this podcast for <laughs> no fun ever. <laughs> Fuck Sega. Middle fingers out. <laughs> uh, where to go next from that sentence? Um, this is a weird week for news. Tons of the Destiny one quickly. Uh, it had a real shit patch come out. I kind of already talked about this. They had to roll back the game. I. Uh, in the spectrum of shit patches, yep. it's not the worst one, but man, they spent an entire day with that game down, which is not a good look, and the game is running now, it's not fixed. Like, there's a big problem with the uh, collection system still, courtesy of that patch. Yeah, the, yeah, I, I kind of noticed <laughs> As that. As someone who did and all the fucking quarters of time, I'm really hoping they managed to fix that. Yeah, I did all the corridors of time too. Oh, Good God, why? Yeah, uh, corridors of time is probably the least one of the least fun things I've done in I that game drunk so and far. Did it. I think yeah, I was drinking at the time I did it as well. Oh my God! Well, <laughs> the worst hilarious. thing is, I did the like after release Bastion quest. Did that and then went back and fucking did chords. I'm like, no, I have to do this. Sync 14, bitches. At the end, I'm like, why did I do that? No, seriously, why the fuck did I do that? Yeah, that's. Uh, what did you even get uh, out of it? In theory, you could get Bastion early out of it, which is a fun gun if used correctly. I it gives you lore score. There was an mm. emblem you could get out of it too. I, it's. <laughs> See, I did get the, you know, the shotgun out of it. You know, Fusion I, or, rifle. No, oh, no, 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 the shot. No, I got, that was yeah. from the other, the actual saving Saint-14 one, not the quarters of yep. time bullshit. Um, yep. So, yep. 
Uh, but more important <laughs> Destiny news. Destiny. It sure looks like the Trials of Osiris are coming back. Oh, joy. I don't so, know. A, it, a little bit so... of history for those who don't follow Destiny as heavily as I do. Uh, back in Destiny 1, there was a PvP activity called Trials of Osiris. It was the worst thing to do in the game. Not that the rewards were bad, but like it brought out the absolute legit worst in people, period. Uh, it's it is where the PvP meta went to stagnate and die and be terrible. And with all the complaining people do currently about the PvP meta and Destiny, bringing back trials is a really fucking bad idea. Because it like it's it distills PvP down to the worst behaviors of people, the brokenest guns. Like it is the most cutting edge use the fucking meta as hard as you can thing ever. And I, uh, on one hand, I'm really excited to see it come back because I want to see the world burn. And on the other hand, I don't want to have to care about trials as a player of destiny. Like, and I know I will wind up trying about it in the same way that the trials of the nine was a thing in D one that they took out because it was too toxic. I will find myself like wading into this cesspool and being like, let's get some fucking trials done boys. And hating myself for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, it does not sound like a good mode that I would it want is, to play. There have been no details for it. It's not been confirmed, but there's been some data mining going on. So we'll see what actually happens, but all signs point towards fucking trials is coming back. And that will be bad. Like, that's bad enough that gets me to stop playing Destiny for a little while, potentially. What? Literally nobody Oh, no, people ask for... for it constantly. The issue is it's the people that, like, have no foresight or don't see the larger problems with the game. Like, it is, it is the same people that in the same fucking Reddit post will complain about how badly PvP is and then go... But if trials came back, that would fix things. <laughs> it's like, no. Recluse is no. still broken a little bit. Like it's you don't want trials back. Can you it's like it's like I know it's like, oh man, comp is so bad right now. Yeah. Remember back when trials caused people to DDoS people because they were so desperate to finish it? Trials has the unfortunate history of you had to win seven matches in a row to get the true rewards of trials and it led to just like problematic yeah. behavior yeah I just read that read about oh, that well, I looked at the article, yeah. <laughs> not yeah. good trials <clears throat> it's trying tries my patience uh, where to go next um because this relates to Destiny, at least for me, uh, there are some rumors floating around right now that sure indicate that uh, PS4 Remote Play might be coming to the Switch. Hmm. What the fuck? That's yeah. interesting. It's funny that PS Sony would go from we don't even want to enable crossplay to hey, here's our Remote Play I Switch. This is an As someone perpetually take. looking on ways to play Destiny on the go, I am interested in this at the same time. Holy shit, this does not seem likely. Yeah, it's like, if, well, I mean, if they could pull it off better than Stadia... Why not put fucking Stadia on the I mean, Switch at this point? Like, that would be something I'd be interested in. 
Mm. Now that is a far more interesting yeah. idea. But yep, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. You know, them trying to, you know what, play our games on another system. You know that Nintendo Switch? Yeah, and just to be play fair, our games on it. It's, it's at best a kind of somewhat backed up rumor kind of thing. Like it's based off some surveys that went out and stuff, but man, wouldn't that be wild if it happened? Yeah. Guess we're talking about the Switch. Pokemon Home. It's a much requested, probably should have fucking launched with Pokemon Sword and Shield feature that'll cost you money. Uh, for those who don't know what Pokemon Home is, uh, back in the uh, previous generation of Pokemon games for the, God, was that the 3DS, I guess? Yeah. Uh, there was a way of kind of like a centralized bank for your Pokemon. They're bringing that kind of system to the Switch. Let you bring it was that old one was called Pokemon Bank. This one will let you bring stuff from Pokemon Bank over and also from like Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Like basically, this is the uh, uh, the singularity of of real Pokemon games, spinoff Pokemon games, Pokemon Go, and all that coming together into one shared Pokeverse. There are. Two tiers of it. There's a paid, which will cost you about, it's like three bucks a week and or four, or, yeah, three bucks a month or sixteen dollars a year. My bad. Or a free one. The mm. uh, free one's pretty not great because uh, it lacks in some ways the most important feature you might want from this entire thing. So let's read down the list. Uh, basic comes with. Uh, you can store 30 Pokemon in it. You can have three Pokemon placed in a Wonder Box, and one Pokemon can be placed in the Global Trade System. You can participate in room trades, and that's about it. The premium one lets you bring Pokemon over from Pokemon Bank. You can store 60, uh, sorry, 6,000 Pokemon in it. You can have 10 Pokemon in the Wonder Box system, three Pokemon in the uh, Global Trade System. You can participate and host in room trades, and you have Judge Function. No idea what the fuck judge function is, but cool. Uh, it's this is something that should have come out with fucking Pokemon Sword and Shield, and when kind of added on to the season pass stuff that we talked about previously, being a little controversial. This is a weird look for Nintendo. Not gonna lie. Hmm. So are we gonna see a? Uh... Fallout first level of uh, <laughs> shit nah, show Nah, this here, already or? existed. Like, the Pokemon Bank thing was also paid. Uh, it's it's really weird to think about this because this essentially addresses the issue of, hey, I want my old Pokemon, but then you have the current Pokemon game going, we have a reduced Pokedex. So, I... This is for the exceedingly hardcore Pokemon fans, or just like the dedicated Pokemon fans, I guess, that want to keep their buddies around. By buddies, I mean their Pokemon kind of thing. I, it's I, it's always felt a little exploitative to me, I guess. Like it's, I understand the like, hey, we're having server space for you. At least fucking let me bring my guys over from the previous Pokemon games to the new one for free. That's that's a weird one in my book, but. It also exists essentially to make trading with yourself easier. Like, if you have both copies of the game, you kind of have to have this to trade from one copy of the game to the other. 
Without a second party. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Untitled Goose Game will donate one percent of sales. Is it moving forward or at the, at all sales at this point? Um. Yeah. All of its income. Uh, I guess moving. Yeah. All of its income. So not just for any yeah. future games too. They'll be donating one percent of sales to the Australian Indigenous People groups. Uh, I didn't even know they were they were Australian. Yeah, um, it is a it is a part of an initiative called Pay yeah. the Rent. Uh, that's that's a thing, not just for it's for kind of it's just a general movement, which I mean you can look that up. I mean it's a movement about you know sort of doing right for indigenous yeah. groups in Australia, which just like literally everywhere else in the world got the shaft. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, I I think it's a great great move by entitled yeah. Goose Games developers House House. If you weren't aware of what their name is, but uh, but very yeah. cool. Down to kind of our dregs, if you will, of our news, which may, always makes bouncing around a bit harder. Uh, I want to finish. Uh, what do I want to finish on? Even I don't even fucking know anymore. Nintendo has sold over 52 million Switch units. Which is yeah. quite a few. It's, it's because it straddles that line between, you know, being a home console and a handheld console. And we know that the handheld consoles sell like mad. So it's uh, not super surprising. put my pessimistic Charlie spin on this one. That's some damn fine numbers. But if you compare it to what 3DS has sold and stuff like that, you can kind of snarkily just say... Oh, you're combining the market share of the 3DS and the Wii together. That's how you get that number. And yeah, that's kind of exactly what's going on. Uh, it's it's impressive numbers. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to downplay the success, but like this, these numbers should surprise no one because it's quite literally the only Nintendo vice that's viable right now. Or I guess modern or kind of current generation, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. Sorry, I probably sounded more negative on that than I intended to. I, congrats, Nintendo. <laughs> uh, speaking of hardware, I guess, uh, the game consoles are currently excluded from that wonderful U.S.-China tariff, which, again, we're going to remind you, China doesn't pay people in the U.S. do. So, yep, this hurts no one. Except people are trying to buy other stuff. Like I, in, in a weird comparison, game consoles are excluded, but uh, board games aren't apparently. You know there yeah. were tariffs against board games. Yep. Yeah. But yep, that's ex- been extended indefinitely now. I mean, we've we've mentioned it before, where they they had uh, said there's a temporary sort of couple of months yeah. moratorium on that, but now they've kind of ex- just extended it's it It's almost like doing that's a bad thing that would cause problems. Like, tariffs mm. don't work. Mm. Let's talk about E3. Um, it is the yeah. season to start caring about E3's existence. It's got, what, uh, four months away now, technically, give or take? 
Yep. Yes. Four months. So we're getting more details in on what's actually yeah. going to go down. And it's pretty similar to what was sort yeah, of leaked. If you thought so. that the um, influence focused, uh, keep you engaged, uh, eyeballs obsessed kind of little press, uh, little leaks we've got over the last couple months sounded gross. Well, um, E3 this year might not be for you. Yep. It pretty much yeah. seems like it's all true. Looks like the leak stuff is pretty much made it into the yeah, final I, plan, the final outline. So, as someone who works in the entertainment industry, that would kind of hypothetically bump up against what they're trying to do with this. Uh, it's fucking hard to do this, FYI. What they are talking about is both ambitious and very hard to not pull to pull off in a non cringy way. It is problematic. At best, I, yeah. Uh, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm gonna try and go this year just so I can see this in person. I, yeah. <laughs> you gotta be on I, on the field reporter. It could be fine. It really could be, but at the same time, I have a hard time. In the same way that I don't follow lots of streamers and twitchers or whatever the right word is for them at this point because I find their kind of look-at-me shit cringy, imagine that applied in a corporate way to a convention that's got kind of a cri- an identity crisis right now that used to be for press and media and straight-up selling video games and now is has like a giant fucking Fortnite space, which it has every right to do but also doesn't need to exist. Hell, Sony has backed out of this in a year they're launching a console. That's the only fucking takeaway you should take from the situation. Microsoft's going to be there, but not really. EA hasn't been there in years, and they're doing fucking fine. Activision hasn't had a booth since, like, 2016. Blizzard has their own fucking convention still. If you actually made a list of all the people that are still there in like a true hey we're at E3 way it's not an impressive list anymore and there's stuff there obviously but hell fucking devolvers across the street in the parking lot still being like yo you remember us motherfucker we we're grilling over here fuck you <laughs> doing god's work devolver I regret ever saying anything bad about your fuck E3 policies I apologize <laughs> fully for that Pioneers ahead of their time, they are. We're over here grilling and fucking streamlined trailers. What do you got, Sony? We're not going to be there. That's what I thought, motherfuckers. We're holding it down here across the street (laughs) in a parking lot. You think with all the studios missing, they'll finally invite Devolver Digital into the actual studio? Who knows? I could imagine Devolver because they're Devolver being like, now we got a good thing going. We don't want to fuck this up for us. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, here's here's another video. Yeah, here, you can have that. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? You remember, you remember Office Space when the guy knocks on his neighbor's wall? He's like, "Hey, man, you want to cover and watch something?" And the neighbor's like, "Nah, man, I don't want you fucking up my life either." That's what I, that's what I imagine that conversation. A, a like. at E3 like would just be like. It would be a booth space and put a fence around the entire thing, being like, "Go to the fucking barbecue across the street." 
and it would just be fucking trailer trash shit in there. They would, Devolver would lug a fucking Chevy with no wheels into the middle of E3 just to advertise their barbecue across the street. That is who Devolver is and will always be. Yeah. I gotta say, yeah. that's pretty fucking genius. Not gonna lie. Yo, come to the barbecue. It's way cooler. We don't have this shit car in yeah. the middle of our space. Hell, Devolver would hire actors to just, like, camp out in a Jetstream trailer in E3 being like, yeah, this is what we do. We're being paid to be trailer trash for the next three days. Hope you enjoy. There's a barbecue next door. <laughs> I hear it's yep. cool. <sighs> we want to talk about Crunch. We feel we've talked enough about Crunch. Um, okay. I'd, I'd like to mention it. So the IGDA, the Independent International Game Developers Association, put out a uh, survey, um, and well, their crunch and expectations crunch dipped slightly, which is good, a decrease, uh, uh, down to forty two percent from fifty three percent, which is still a lot that means a lot of companies and a lot of people are still having to deal with crunch which is like as i keep mentioning total bullshit it crunch just means your management fucked up but in any case um diversity has in satisfaction with diversity initiatives has increased somewhat that's better um Equal opportunity hiring policies. Um, uh, but still not enough. Only 64% say that they have a sexual harassment policy in effect. That's not nearly enough. It should be That should be 100%. Same with a non-discrimination policies. That should be 100%, not 71%. Yeah, 64% is not... And only 59% people say that those policies were adequately enforced, so that's not good. So, I mean, these are still issues. I mean, this is the issues that we find in the rest of the corporate world in general. But, yeah, uh, improvements, but a long way to go, to summarize. But, yep. Progress. Satisfactory. Yeah, no. <laughs> Not it's satisfactory. Minimum. They still have a D when they were at an F, so You can graduate okay. high school now. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Got that D. Alright, so I, I really have a favorite news topic I get to put on this list, but th- this one I read twice because I refused to believe it was real the first time I saw it. I it's it's rare we get such a magical news article to come across our, our kind of our collective consciousness that actually has maybe not profound, but like touches on a bigger issue than just, man, video games are kind of problematic, aren't they? Uh, so I don't know how we missed this, and maybe it predates the podcast, which is how we missed it, but it feels like this should have been something we totally should have gotten in on the baseline for it, but I'm trying to find the exact... Uh, Okay, so in, in early 2019, uh, a man by the name of... No, sorry, I'm 
doing, I'm doing this all wrong. My my bad. Um, there was a uh, streamer named Amaro uh, Elsarani who played a lot of RuneScape. Um, and for we'll call it not so great behavior, the developers of RuneScape uh, Jagex chose to just mute him in the game. Didn't cause him to play the game. Just made it poss- impossible for him to talk to anyone. Uh, Amro's uh, reaction to this was to sue Jagex for discrimination, attack on his free speech and human rights, and then we finally had kind of a result of his lawsuit. This is as recent as I thought it was. Yeah, so the end of this, courts ruled that up. No, being muted in video games actually isn't, doesn't violate your civil liberties. Well, yeah. not not in this. They they did limited it to saying that this is not a yeah. Title II uh, offense. That is, uh, as you as you may be aware, it's like the Civil Rights Act. You know, it basically, is, is about public accommodation. So it's not definitely not a First Amendment yeah. because First Amendment is about the government. But this is a this is more of this is be along lines of the Civil Rights Act, Act 1964, a Title II uh, discrimination. Uh, it's not if they didn't discriminate on the basis of yeah. race, you know, religion, national origin, color, uh, then it's not illegal. If they if they just, you know, if they are in effect, you know, refusing service to him in some way because he's being an idiot or a jerk, which is that's why they did it. Um, he's, you know, uh, that's that's not something it's like it would be like saying I can't kick somebody out of my restaurant because they were spitting on it on other people and screaming in the middle of the restaurant. You should be able to kick that person out is that's not you're not kicking them out because of something that they are inherently. You're kicking them out because of their actions. And in this case, they muted him for his actions because he was a serial harasser. Yeah, uh, sorry. Yeah, I should have. I- Sure about that. He didn't get banned for being a polite person. He got banned for kind of being the shit heel we've all played with in many types of these games. Yeah. Yeah. And this kind of plays into a topic we talk about a lot when it comes to the whole kind of free speech thing on this podcast, where you have the right to say shit. There are consequences in a lot of frequency. You're not free of consequences. Freedom <laughs> Freedom of speech yep. is yeah, not equal freedom of consequence. It is. Yep. And you know, freedom speaks to be beyond the First Amendment, which the First Amendment only covers, you know, censorship yeah. by the government or government entity or government license entity, whatever. But even just the general idea of free speech doesn't mean speech without consequences. You know, talk shit, get hit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, it, but it would it would have been an issue if this was a... You know, if it did end up being an actual Title II thing where they were be like being racist or like excluding him because he's, you know, from another country or something, or, you know, it's like that's that yeah, wasn't the, the case. Here, we don't like you. We don't want to play with you anymore situation, which if you think about it, like. And they should have read this article. Like, I, I found the idea fascinating because we've all muted someone in a video game we've been playing. Like I opt out of chat yeah. of uh, voice chat in most games because. I just don't want to hear fucking people go on and on about shit. Like, I've had too many awkward destiny moments of some squeaker being like, I want to talk to you about how my mom's getting divorced. I'm like, I don't know you, kid. 
What? Destiny 1 was a weird time. I've uh, never had that. I track weirdos. I really do. <laughs> Regardless. But yeah, this 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 guy is a real piece of work. I mean, he's he's he has a history of bad things. So I mean, and this is just a this is a court case yeah. that should have never been brought forward. They like like I said, it's clearly not breaking the title to uh, public you know public economy. Oh, yeah, my first takeaway provisions. from this was holy yeah. shit, this actually it could, happened. It could. Like it, we actually had to have a court case about this. But yeah, like I said, it could have been, I mean, like I said, if it was, there are valid reasons why muting somebody in a game might yeah. be breaking the law. If it breaks, if it was a title to, uh, if it was breaking title two, that is, you know, public accommodation on the, you know, on the basis of, you know, intrinsic qualities. But yeah, nope, this is a, they muted him because he's a toxic jackass. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, I I really have a favorite story of the week, but that one I'm just like, holy shit, someone actually had to do this. Like, wow. I just imagine being the judge for this being like, wait, why'd you ban him? Because he's a toxic piece of shit, your honor. Explain this to me. Here's the chat log we have for him. Yeah, that's a toxic piece of shit, my friends. Yep. And and plus, it's like, you would have to, like I said, for a Title II thing, you would have to actually show that their reasons for doing it were, you know, yeah. based in bigotry of some sort. So, yeah, there's none of that here. Also, that not isn't Amazing RuneScape is still around? Yeah, oh, it's... Yeah. It blows my mind that, like, RuneScape and other couple of other older MMOs are still a thing, but... And, yeah. Indeed. That does it for uh, news this week. We got emails. Uh, that's so we had two weeks of emails. We did get one response to our kind of question list, but we also got we also got another oh, question yeah. we're gonna do first that uh, was not related to that question list. Uh, it comes from from anonymous, so uh, obviously we can't read your name. Your wicked awesome cast with uh, Violith ever so satisfying the Smash community uh, at release. And an announcement of a second round of DLC characters. Would you like to wildly speculate about who you'd love to see added to the next Smash to the next Smash round? Sure. The fuck cat. It. Yeah, I want Doom Guy. I've seen some compelling arguments for Doom Guy or, or Doomerine, whatever the fuck his name is at this point on the internet. I want to hit, I want to see him in Smash. I think we really need like a Fire Emblem sword character. Maybe just five more Fire Emblem sword characters. <laughs> <laughs> like Marth, but with long hair. See, I just, I sure. just want Big the cat, and uh, and pre-change, pre-makeover uh, movie Sonic. Oh, Shadow the Hedgehog, but Shadow the Hedgehog with guns from his standalone video game. Yeah, oh, that would be a good one. Actually, <laughs> I like would a, like that. And it can't be, be like fun. a spirit character, or whatever the fuck the uh, Castlevania guys are. It's got to be a whole new character because guns. But I think Sonic, yeah, yeah. especially Shadow the Hedgehog, I think guns and motorcycles for no real reason. Yep. 
<laughs> yeah, I yeah, I don't know. In seriousness, I honestly think that Shadow would be kind of a cool addition. Oh, I think the I mean, Doom guy would be an awesome addition. It's not gonna fucking happen. Yeah, yeah, that'd be yeah, that'd be kind of. A what are his moves? Addition. He murders the other character. That's all his moves. Yeah, it is. He just murders them. Yeah. What's murder? What's Plain his up B? He uh, shotguns the person in the face to death. How's that a recovery? It's not. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's just, What's that's his just down what he does. B? He, uh, he shoots you with a shotgun. Why are both his moves shotguns? You've never played Doom before, have you? <laughs> one of them is an upward no, no, angle it's just shotgun. No, no, it's the two different the other shotguns. one is a downward angle shotgun. One's the still. super shot, yeah. one's the normal shot. Yep. What's uh, his What's his final smash? Two shotguns. No, it's the finisher yeah. from um, Doom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or or BFG. You know. What's his zoning like? He has perfect zoning. How he has guns that actually work like guns. Yeah. He just has real guns. <laughs> when you buy the DLC, guns, they, they mail guns. you a gun for use in tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> in a controversial. Uh, yep. Is that how they're? Is that how they're announcing the old uh, handgun from the Nintendo back on the Switch? Here's the special Doom guy controller. This appears for to Smash. be a Glock with a full mag. A- yes, the, yes, the, the, the new Sapphire is indeed just a Glock with a full mag. Yeah. But yep. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I as far as what they you know, so as, you know what they would actually are going to put out at this point, who knows? Because they've been Tem Tem characters, <laughs> Dante, but not the cool oh, Dante DMC from the recent Dante. one, the emo weird short hair Dante. DMC I'd be Dante. okay with that. Yeah, I really would. <laughs> the controversial move. He's built a gun on him in a, a Smash tournament. You'd think this would be the first time it happened. It hasn't. It isn't. Guns get pulled in Smash <laughs> tournaments all the time. We'll see how this plays out. Ah, his opponents respond by pulling a gun on him, too. I, I forget. He is already Mac in the is game. He in sucks. Smash, yes. right? Yeah. He's yeah, real I bad. Curious. I was just thinking other semi-famous characters. Oh, God, it's so mean to think of Little Mac that way. It's accurate. <laughs> but mean but accurate, just like my wife. <laughs> Alright, uh, uh, but la- now the moment you've all been waiting for. The answer to the list of words we came up with last week. We got Jeffs and we got a listener named Simon who wrote in for this one. We're going to do Simon's first because it's got some holes in it. Uh Mm-hmm. I actually like these responses. So, uh, you two ready? We're going to do Henry's list first, and then we're going to do Alex's list. All right, so, Sweet. Isekai, okay. that people in a strange world thing. Yeah, yeah that's that's yeah. that's fairly close. Uh, it's, that's uh, Sundaray, mean slash crazy acts like they don't like you. Uh, not so much. Usually, not crazy. Uh, so crazy the next... is the next one, but Sundere means that usually they just kind of act mean, but in the mean but yeah. I actually like you way. It, the dare part kind of means kind of like lovey dovey. 
So that's where that that's that that that's what that kind of beats. So, Yandere, yeah, please go on. Shy slash crazy obsession, comma. There was a murder simulator game, right? Yep. 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 And I, that's why I figured, yeah, I, you know, I made the first few not as yeah. difficult necessarily. Uh, he's got but. some gaps. We're going to jump over them. So we don't give the answer. We get to Jeff some um, Moe. He just has simple and thick. <laughs> not wrong not really not really but I I, I like well, that description simple and thick question mark uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give a, I'll, after we do Jeff's I'll give away the answers but right reverse now I just harem a bunch of dudes and answers. one girl that's yeah. it for Henry's list yep. um, Alex's list uh, ding leveling up Farming, getting them mats, smurf, someone who avoids leveling to PvP, turtling, avoid combat to whittle away and attack. Mm. Any of all those right so far? Or I should have slowed down. Uh, turtling is close, but yeah, it's basically you, you you huddle in and you don't go out and attack, but you yep. you just full defense. Zerging, yeah. rushing. Uh, twink slash yep. twinking, giving a low level character gear they couldn't possibly have. Yep. Yep. Thank you, Simon. Thank you for providing with our fucking title for this week's podcast, I think. <laughs> Simple and thick? <laughs> <laughs> I, I want that. On, I, <laughs> Every time I hear that, it reminds me of that song from Kingdom Hearts. Simple and clean, but I'm like, no, oh, simple and thick. It's like the dirty, <laughs> the dirty version of the King of Kingdom Hearts. Oh it's so oh. accurate. Too. But, oh my God. but but hold on, did he spell single but thick? He did he spell it with two C's? C's it's not the C's. correct way. God damn right, I he expected did. that. Yeah, God did. damn right, he did. Thank yeah. you, Simon. <laughs> All right, let's do Jeff's response. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff, you didn't have simple and thick as an answer, I don't think. So obviously you <laughs> lost this game. Hello, fuckers. As promised, I've returned to dirty fucking dangles on some trivia, boys. God damn it, I said no more letter, Kenny. As scouts honor, I've not looked up any of, any of these terms. And congrats, Alex, on getting the word lamp correct. I've also included it, it though, if, uh, sorry, if I thought... I knew the word beforehand, or if I am just guessing out of my ass. I can't wait to find out what who I'm out who wrong, how, how wrong I am. Sorry, I'm editing some. Nay, uh, not a known ex uh, excluded, but Alex said it was it means what or other common Taco Japanese terms, including Chan Kun San Hai Aibaka Nissan. Fuck was Jeff on when he wrote this? So it was actual ones. Isekai. Known normal guy thrown in a fantasy universe. Question: Does this make the devil as a part-time in reverse isekai? Uh, yeah, I, I've seen that one. I am familiar with that, but yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Uh, Sundere, he claims to know this one. The focus of one of the best subreddits out there are the Sundere sharks. Okay, I'm gonna have to look that up now. <laughs> Yubaka is a word for that girl in anime who likes the main character but tries to pretend she doesn't it doesn't it comes from the word sunsun which means stuck up and dare dare which means like sappy over the top love 
Uh, Yandere, yep. known a woman after my own heart, a woman in anime who not only is interested in main character, but also willingly to cut a bitch to guarantee that he doesn't fall for anyone else. I can't pronounce that. Um, you know Gasai from A Future Diary is a heartthrob. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, Future Diary, uh, Yume Nikki. Definitely, definitely the main character is Yandere. Um, also, the more super infamous one, uh, Boats. Is that the uh, one with the women that are days. battleships that I keep hearing about? Okay. No, 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 no. The Boats thing is about... It was... The last episode is so, like, holy fuck shit that... And it happened during sort of a time, like, a weird timing where something terrible happened in a school. They just showed, like, this kind of stock footage of boats, peaceful boats sailing around. So, boats, 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 boats. is a meme in itself. All right, so, but yes. I, I'm on. on the uh, Sundere subreddit right now, and holy Junibio. shit. Oh. That, that's, yeah. a, that's a good <laughs> subreddit. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll yeah, I'll it's almost second time. Um, yes, no fucking Junibio. clue. I am guessing this is a character trope that, because the last two and the next one are, so uh, I don't know, perhaps a trope of a character that's um, an, that is originating from a computer. A la Chobits? Chobits. Nope. My bad. Uh, not, not even close. So this one's a weird one. So it refers to a... Uh, all right, so it refers to kind of middle schoolers who kind of get in their head that they have some special ability or magical they talent or something. actually have the magical abilities? It's, it's, it's a delusion. Okay. No, it's delusion. It's a delusional thing. So Chu kind of refers to the middle school, Neeb, and then Bio is like sickness, usually. So it's kind of like, it's basically delusional that you have special powers. And it's just a thing that a lot of people actually go through. They're, 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 there's something unique and special oh, so about So it's not to say magical powers, it's just that you're better than everyone else because you're special. Yeah, you've got something unique and special about you. Often is associated with having, you know, thinking that you may have psychic or magic or mutant powers of some uh, type. So, um, the Haruhi yeah. Mizumiya show is the subversion of that one, right? Okay, gotcha. Uh, to a certain extent, yeah. A lot of shows are. But yeah, this is the delusional form of that. And it's it's a thing that, that you'll see... Um, for example, sometimes it's you'll see it parodied as like a character that is really into the occult and believes that they have the power to curse other people, but they actually don't. But yeah, delusional powers as a as a junior high student. Being a junior high student, got it. Um, all right, uh, where were we? Um, next, uh, Moe. We already we already have the best definition Moe. possible for that. Uh, but no, yeah. a character trope of a kind of cute younger sister kind of person. Chio from Azumanga Daio, Charlie and Mahai's shame would be one. I don't think so. Yeah, and it and it's and it's kind of gotten into a, just a larger genre of just like, yeah, these sort of uh, very un, unassuming, very uh, very cutesy. Yeah, characters. So, you know, just like over the top sort of gentle, cutesy characters. Reverse harem. Known. The most basic shape love can come in an anime is a triangle. This is when there's one girl with multiple guys after her and she is actually picked on the fan base would 
burn down the studio. <laughs> yep. 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 That is. How do you pronounce it? A hoagie? A hoagie. A no hoagie. clue. Flaps a, a sports anime? Nope. That is. All right. So it refers to sort of like a cow oh, that weird, a girl like, will have, thing. and it's usually associated. Yeah, uh, like a, gotcha. just a single strand, like a single strand, not just like Goku hair, but like a single strand. And it usually refer, usually kind of, well, the name Aho, it kind of means idiot hair. And it usually refers to kind of a kind of simple or dumb character. Usually they're associated with simpler or dumb or just dumb characters of, to some extent or just dense characters. But yeah, Aho gay. Gotcha. Um. Doji no clue. Cole. A harem show like Knights of Sidonia? Uh, no. So, Dojiko is a clumsy female. So, that's a super trope that's really common where you have one that's kind of cute, cutesy, but kind of clumsy and, you know, trips or like tries to do things and actually breaks it, you know, stuff like that. Is bad at cooking. That, you know, does enduring traits. Of being sort of klutzy or kind of incompetent, but not to an extent where it's like dangerous or pissing people off. It's cutesy form of that. So that's Dojiko. Guru. Next. Uh, No clue. A show with unsatisfying ending? No. I think to a certain extent, yeah. Don't don't pull this one in your browser, people. Unless you, uh, so Guru, uh, do you do, do you either of you two? Porn? Just curious if either of you two. Okay. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's basically like uh, extreme gore, often also portrayed in like a sort of with sexual characters or in some sort of sexual eroticism to some extent, like. You know, gore, mutilation, and stuff like gotcha. that mixed with eroticism. So, yep, that's girl. So, or don't, do if you're into that, that stuff. We're not ones to judge. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying for the people gotcha. that don't that think that they ready to that. Kittens need to go somewhere. Yeah. So, yeah. If you're into it, yeah, I don't kink shame. But if you're not into it, this is it. The, don't put that in your browser. If that doesn't sound like a thing that interests you, don't put that a in your uh, No clue, the secondary character? Nope. It is a format. It's a very common format to comedy strips. Four, it, it refers to four four, com- four boxes that Yon is for. So it's like four huh. uh, four part comedy, essentially. So whereas in in a lot of like like here in the US like western comics strips you'll see like a three three panel uh, in Japan it's more common to have four panel strips Azumanga Daio which was mentioned earlier is a four was originated as a as a yonkoma where yeah it's just it's just a short story and just kind of told you know a little vignette told in four parts so but yeah it is it is the a lot of popular comedy series actually like huh. started as Yonkoma. Like I said, Azumanga Daio was Yonkoma. So. Interesting. And he has a question for you, Henry. I guess also Alex, if he wants to take a swing at it. Yep. Uh, what is a Gynax? A Gainax? Gynax is a 
Gynax is a company. Um, they put out an Aeon Neon right, so Genesis the answer he Evangelion. Has is a term popularized by the studio of the same name. Famous making shows typically, um, typically only of comedically buxom women. I don't know. If that's a general term. Um. Uh, um to a certain enough. extent, I guess. You all warmed up, Alex. It's um, time for wow terms. But yeah, but yeah, it's, they're they're they've created. I mean, they're most famous probably for over here for Dion Genesis Evangelion, and to a certain extent, Furikuri. But yeah, they Gurren look the what that refers to is gotcha. Gunbuster especially, and probably Gurren Lagon as well. Gurren Lagon was also pretty uh Lagon was pretty popular great. too. But yeah, that's that's also uh, Gynax. I have a video game where the art hmm. designs are done by Gynax. Um, I have a Genesis game uh, called, uh, uh, which is actually an extremely good game. It's called uh, 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 Alicia Dragoon. Yeah, and it's it's it was a late run. It was one of the later date games that came out for the for the Genesis. It's super good. It's one of my favorite games of the Genesis, but it, it's it features design uh, Gynex designs. So, but yep. Ready, Alex? Ready to wow hard? Yes, sir. Uh, mm-hmm. Jeff has a note. A lot more of these I think I know, but might have different meanings in a wow game than another game. So if I think I know it and I I don't, if I apologize. Ding known. To do an increment of damage. Nope. It's the level no. up. I know that one even. War mode. No clue. A particular set. A, a particular setup for a class that's focused on damage, and less other utilities or other utility abilities. No. It, it's an option for enabling PvP now in all the servers. It's just their gotcha. version of so open turning any PvP. server into a PvP server. Or turning your character specifically into... Hasn't that into always o- been in o- the game, PvP or mode? I think there's something else? No, they, there were PvP servers and then yeah. PvE servers. Now every server is PvE by default, but you can gotcha. flag yourself for PvP. Smurf. Known. A high-level character using a low-level character alternate account for various reasons. Yep. Yeah, spec slash specking known selecting gear abilities to achieve a particular play style such as buffing, debuffing, healing, damage, etc. Sure, uh, I'll go with that. that, that that's that's totally cool no idea. Playing defensively and guarding a location. That's actually very accurate. It's playing yeah. really defensively. Uh, Zerging, yeah. no idea. Dash. Uh, I think that's the. Can someone make the? K E K E K E sound form action that's in my lexicon of abilities. Keck. Is that what the sound the Zergs make? Oh, the Rushing Zerg- something no, down. He got it right. He was fucking with us. Yeah. Uh Bob slash sack. <laughs> uh no idea. To sacrifice or consume something. Similar, but uh, the, 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 so Bop is blessing and protection, and sack gotcha. is blessing a sacrifice. So you'll hear people say, "Hey, you know, pop sack," which basically tell them, "Hey, go ahead and throw blessing of sacrifice on there to help the tank out or something like that." It's just you know, sack the tank is like, uh, what? 
This sounds a little weird. And of course, Bop is, like I said, you can cast gotcha. Blessing of Protection on players, which gives them physical immunity. Pop a CD, known. Use an ability with a long cooldown or to force an opponent to use a long cooldown. Uh, yeah, Pop a CD. Use a long cooldown ability. Uh, DC, known. Disconnect. Cool. Yep. Uh, twinking, uh, uh, twinning slash twinking. No idea, but sounds like a porn if that's, if, if that's all you do in raids. <laughs> yes. Yes. 100% accurate. accurate. <laughs> so accurate it hurts. Yes. All right. I'm going to finish off his uh, email now. Uh, it's been real fun, boys, but I, um, I'm going to have to get you guys brewing shirts next Christmas or something. Keep on turning out the great content. Also, I support Charles' decision to sandbag any and all puns until we can eradicate that sense of humor <laughs> from the face of the earth. The puns shall burn. Jeff Matt out. I'll read his thing as we sign off later. Don't worry, I won't forget. Okay. That's well, for emails. That was uh, fun. Your opinion. <laughs> your opinion doesn't count for the Shadow Realm, Jeff. There, I said it. But I do love you, <laughs> and I miss you. But for more explanations to why it didn't count. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay then. That brings our podcast to a close, hypothetically. Um, anyone got anything they want to say before we close this all the way out? Um. Well, I will be working on getting the room all squared away here, so hopefully uh, I'll start streaming again. So, if you want to keep up on updates and things like that, you can find me on Mave Online on all my social medias. Uh, it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitch, Mixer, YouTube Gaming, Facebook Gaming, and I think DLive at some point I set that up as well. But, yeah. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm probably not going to be streaming anytime for a while. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, I, and I've been kind of inactive on Instagram for the most part, but I'm still on there as Kraken Zero, is the, that's Z-E-R-0, and which, and then I also usually post to Facebook as well if I post to Instagram, so, but yeah, I don't really have a whole lot of plans coming up. I, yeah. If, <laughs> if you see a Kraken Zero on, on Stadia, Destiny 2, that's me. All nine so. of you Stadia users. <laughs> I fucking checked Stadia that you were on. I'm like, huh, okay, cool. Someone's actually using Stadia for change on my friends list. <laughs> I, I will probably be on social media complaining about how I'm not sure how to feel about the new Dropkick Murphy song that just dropped for the next week or two and posting pictures of my <laughs> dog. That's all I got going on right now in the, that world. Yeah. I think that does it for this week. Uh, once again, Jeff has claimed the honor of our sign-off, though, so I'll read it off for him. Cue the Bruins' goal horn, and then the medal. Mm-hmm.